Traveling the Vortex. Joined the War Doctor as he travels the Vortex and landed at episode number 216. And we record from the Death Zone. Not the Zero Room, because I have no idea what that is. I'm Keith. <laughs> I'm Glenn. We're How are we Sean are Sans Sean. No more Sean. No, he's gone. He's left the show. He's done. He, he just, one day he said, I'm fed up with you guys. <laughs> Always poo-pooing my ideas. Last year's fight between him and I just just reached a boiling point, <laughs> and he left. And so now you can look he for took the kids. And <laughs> well, wait, I'm still here. Oh, you are still. I'm, oh, I'm I got kid. custody. All right, it's split custody. Soon you'll see episode 217, and that's just me and Sean. <laughs> and then we're going to alternate between every that's episode. How, that's how we're splitting the custody up. <laughs> every episode, it's joint, split up. It's joint custody. Yeah. No, Sean is in uh, sunny California, and he is still there, and they have just wrapped Gallifrey 1. Uh, Hopefully you've seen some of his uh, tweets and listened to some of his reports. He's, he's issued two so far. Two so far, and uh, I expect to get one more tonight, and I'm sure it'll hit the feeds before this does. So, Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was your week? Uh, good. Uh, I didn't do much. We did watch uh, a movie this week. Oh, what did you watch? Uh, we watched Gone Girl. How was it? Sarah just finished the book and didn't like how it ended. <laughs> Nobody likes how it ends. I'll tell you of course, this. She likes a happy ending. I didn't ending. like how the movie ended either. <laughs> she prefers a happy ending. Yeah, I do she too. She get that. So. Holly, she was the same way. Holly read the book last year, and she kept saying, okay, I, you, uh, either want you to read this book or we're going to see this movie because I want your opinion on the end. We watched it last night, and I was like, yeah, I didn't like the end. But <laughs> that being said, I will the film is good, but mm-hmm. you spend most of the film uncomfortable, and I don't like to spend an entire film uncomfortable. Yeah. I like I want some <laughs> I want somebody some to moments root for. of breath exactly, yeah. and I want somebody to root for, and I want uh, I want kind of a heroic ending. I want somebody to be a hero in most of the films that I watch. There's nobody <laughs> no to latch on to. Nobody latch on to in this movie. But so it's kind of a typical <laughs> David Fincher film. Yeah, it's it's well done. <laughs> it's well done. It's well told. Um, ben Affleck is great. I, 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 that was the thing that amazed me the most. Is as I sit and watch the film, it was one of those. I've seen Affleck grow in his career, mm-hmm. and there's been things that he's done that I didn't care much that for. I've never thought Ben Affleck was a bad actor, but. There's been stuff that I didn't care. There's some his. stuff he tried harder at than others. Exactly. Uh, but there's some things that I've seen that I didn't like as well, and there's some things that I've seen that I liked really well. And this is the first time I've seen him in something where I really I looked at him and said, wow, that's that's like an Oscar-caliber performance. Wow. Thing. Yeah, so. And if you can look at an actor and no longer see the actor. Oh, yeah. Then, if you see totally the character, that's, yeah, yeah so he's, absolutely. He's doing good. And strangely enough, this has actually invigorated me to be a little more excited about his role being Batman. Oh, yeah, in, that in makes Batman sense, actually. Superman, so. And then able to see him really work his acting chops right, to excite right. you about a feature role. And the gal, and I can't remember the actress's name. Uh, Rosamund Pike. Yes, she does. A How's Neil Patrick job. Harris? 
very on Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> well, that's I've never just, seen just his part. Knowing he's not very Neil Patrick Harris he's is enough not, to make me want to go not. see it. And he's he's not in a lot though. Oh he's well, I, I kind of did. So if you're huge. Neil Patrick Harris fan. Well, don't, don't go into expecting too much. I didn't expect he was in it because he wasn't advertised. It's like one shot in a trailer, and that's all you ever knew right, he was right. in the movie. Uh, he's in it a couple, couple of parts. His his scenes probably all of fifteen minutes long huh. total of the whole film. But, nice little paycheck for him then. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and it's. <laughs> I think I can appreciate why he did it too because it's so different. So, oh yeah, yeah. It gives him a little bit of you know broaden. Well, he's got attention. kind of Barneyans. Smurfs, and that's kind of what he's. Well, that's and, what, and Oscar hosting. That's what makes me wonder is if he's trying to break a tri- typecast by doing uh, this think, role. I think so. so. <clears throat> but yeah, he's, he he does a phenomenal job too. So huh. so overall, it, it, it's definitely a, a film worth seeing. Um, but I think it, it's again one of those ones that so hyped up. Oh, and everybody yeah. loved the book, and a lot of people loved the movie too. That I went into it maybe expecting a little more, but mm. it's just there. <laughs> it's a good film. But. Yeah. Well, we thought about watching it. Uh, Yes, yesterday, we decided. Uh, well, it's Valentine's Day. Maybe not. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> huh. that was our Valentine's Day. Movie. <laughs> so instead, we watched Days of Future Past. Oh, <laughs> how romantic! Yeah, was say, that was not quite quite a Valentine's Day film either. But yeah, um, well, that and we were catching up with shows. Did you guys uh, do anything else for Valentine's Day besides? Oh, uh, went did a lot of errands in the afternoon. Got new phones. Which we've been sorely needing for a while. Our uh, Sony's had been acting up, and so I got a Samsung Galaxy Alpha, and she got a, a Galaxy S4 Mini. Ooh, how big's your screen? Pretty big. Oh yeah, it's a it's a nice nice big screen. It's I'm still getting used to it, but I like it so far. That's not what Sean has, is it? I don't know what Sean has. It looks a little. Like I can it. never remember. Of course, I think the interface is probably yeah, that, pretty much similar. So yeah, it's, it's, well, uh, and Android. pretty much you got. A choice of Android and HTC, no. as far as or uh, Samsung and HTC right. as far as Androids right now. Gotcha. So, I like it so far. It's it's a newer version uh, than most. It's a bit. Uh, it doesn't have an SD card, which I wasn't too pleased with, but it does have a 32 gig. Oh, well, that's that's so yeah. yeah. And that was the problem with my last one was even though my phone said I had plenty of memory, it was saying I was insufficient storage and downloading oh. apps and stuff. So. That sh- this sh- will take well, care of yeah, that because no this well, how is, big way is your more, other phone? not even that big. Oh. <laughs> Maybe a fraction of that. I, I can't didn't. remember how big the internal was, but I had a two gigabyte um, memory card in it, oh, mini okay. SD card, okay. and it was still giving me that issue. So, oh. Oh, a lot of stuff wouldn't go like all the apps wouldn't go over to the SD card, so it was still on the internal it was memory. The interface that it might have been. a problem with. Yeah, yeah, I've been and, working with eight gigs on an Apple iPhone, so I'll be yeah, I'll be I, happy with it. Just even 16 gig. I pretty much downloaded all my previous apps and barely scratched the surface on memory. That's good. Yeah, which is really nice. Camera nice on it? Uh, Yeah. I want to say it's equal to or better than the one I had, which was like a megapixel better than what the iPhone had, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's a good camera. I haven't used the camera much, but yeah. And then I cooked dinner and steaks and twice baked potatoes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Just kind of had a relaxed uh, Valentine's Day. Well, we left the kids. Well, we we left Caitlin in charge of Mason <laughs> and went over <laughs> just a block away from our house to La Rocca's Pizza. pizza How was La Rocca's? It's good. It's good. This is the third time we've eaten there. Uh, first time we ate there was when it was out on Urish, yeah. outside of town. 
and then we've eaten over there since they've moved over here. But it's 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 really good pizza. We really like it. So the customer service was a little better there. But <laughs> uh, you can only ask we always for so seem, much. We always seem to get the, everybody else seems nice, but we always get the one rate waitress that, you know, oh. she just doesn't act like she wants to be there. <laughs> she must be a family member because I don't can't imagine them keeping her around for as yeah, kind of standoffs as she is. But no, it's good. It's worth it's definitely worth the, the We haven't money. been to this new location yet. They've got a really, really good deal in it. You can get it every day of the week and so not last night included where you can get two small pizzas. Oh. Three, um, uh, what's their bread? It's uh, rolls. Uh, like garlic rolls. Garlic rolls, thank you. Okay. And uh, two drinks for like 13 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's That's a, a really, really good, deal. good deal. Or maybe it's 14, 13 something. Either way. But yeah, real good. And, and, or With you tax, could, it ends up being like 15. Yeah. yeah. Or you can go to the larger one, which is a large pizza in the same sides. For seventeen, I think is, oh, is what bad. it is. Yeah, so we get leftovers. We, yeah, real good. Real well, we get leftovers from the two smalls. Because <laughs> the smalls are small. Oh, yeah, they're, they're not like they're not many. Yeah, they're not yeah, hand personal size. Pants, personal yeah. pants, they're pretty good huh. size. So nice. Which is funny because we ended up getting the same pizzas. So, but we, we <laughs> saved money that way anyway too. So, um, Do you guys <clears> have anything <throat> fun today? Uh, we went. We took uh, Valentine's over to. Uh, yesterday, my my parents came to the kids' game, so we gave them Valentine's uh, there, and my parents gave us Valentine's. Today, we went over to Ron's and gave uh, that's Holly's dad and him and his wife Janet. We got took them some stuff, then we went clothes shopping. That was huh. it. I mean, the kids, Mason's got all of his pants have holes in them. So <laughs> they're like, we have to get this. Yeah, kid that's more a little pants. boy for so, you. Yeah, and and they're in the knees, of course. Oh, you yeah, because they're down on the ground rolling around. And, Adi so. just got a new pair of shoes a couple of weeks ago, and already the front part of his the toe is coming off. Little boys are like, so hard. Uh, it's shoes. like the stopping from the swings, you know. That plant the feet and drag. Yeah, yeah. Mason's is pretty hard on his shoes. His are pretty new. We got him some a few weeks ago. Yeah, we did some running around. Also, had brunch with the in-laws, my in-laws, so Sarah's family. Perkins. Oh, mistake. Oh, what? At 10.45 on a Sunday. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Don't go to Perkins for brunch on a Sunday. It's not yeah. But uh, every place would have been busy. How long did you uh, Actually, not that long. Maybe 10 minutes, maybe 15. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, Your food it really was It took a while to get the food. That okay. was just to sit down. Okay. But at least we were sitting down and had coffee. Most importantly, I had coffee. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I got up right before that and got in the shower and ran out the door. So. Or as you call it, wake-up juice. Yes, wake-up juice. <laughs> as a, or I like to prefer it as blood. <laughs> That's what runs in my veins. How do you take yours? Intravenous. <laughs> Back when I used to work the morning shift, that's what I would always joke. I need an IV of coffee. And then we did a bit of running around and wound up at Best Buy, where Sarah's dad bought her a new laptop for her, an early birthday present. Oh, good. Because they were already getting Mike uh, for Christmas. They got him a, a remote start for his car. And they hadn't gotten around to getting it installed yet. So they finally went and set up an appointment and bought it then. And since we were there, they decided to get her a laptop. Oh, nice. What kind yeah. of laptop? It's an HP... I can't, there's, it's not a brand. They don't have, like, it's not a model name anymore. Oh. But it's like a 13 by 2. And it's one of the ones, it's got Windows 8, where you detach it from the keyboard. So it becomes a, it a becomes tablet. It becomes a tablet, well. yeah. Oh, those are nice. So this thing has a steep learning curve. 
<laughs> it, but it's all touchscreen. Yeah, it's all touchscreen, but you can do the mouse right, and everything. Right, but yeah, right. I mean, but, so that when you yeah. attach it, well, and you, you can even can... touch it while it's on the keyboard. Oh, can you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm in the process of learning that. I almost brought it with me to record, but I didn't want to have the mic stand up against it and right, scratching it up right, and everything. Right. So. In a couple of weeks, you'll expect to see that, and because uh, she wants me to use it too to okay. like record, and yeah. I got Chrome set up on it so we can both have our uh, okay. past our information and everything. So you have so. two logins and yeah, everything. And else. she's currently on Firefox, so I'm going to merge her over to Chrome. So I got to download <laughs> good, Chrome good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, her school stuff only can be loaded in oh, Firefox, so yeah. she still needs it. Holly's the same way. So she's got to use it, but hopefully, I'm hoping to merge her more to Google. Especially with the new phone, kind of show her, hey, this is really handy, right, really useful. Right. Well, the interface together really well, yeah. too. Yeah, oh, trying to convince her that, you know, you set up your Chrome and get all your bookmarks, you can access those on your phone, right, right. and you can access your passwords and everything, too. So I think slowly she'll she'll come around to yeah. it. Well, and if you're so, you know, reliant on Firefox for other things, you get used yeah. to that. Well, so. and luckily now it's a bit easier because Firefox does have a sync feature. So, oh, like Chrome, you can sign into it okay. and access your bookmarks anywhere. So, that's what I'm going to be doing once I get the actual Chrome. I had a lot of trouble connecting the Microsoft accounts for some reason. Because she already has one with Office for school. And so, trying to connect it to the laptop, it just did not want to do it. So I had to try several times, restart the computer. And, that's kind of weird, especially yeah. since it's a I don't know what the Windows deal is. Yeah. So, I assume, well, once we, Windows 10 comes out, we'll upgrade it. <laughs> Because that might be one of the reasons why they're doing it is that's one of the bugs. Well, they always issues. seem to do their their peripherals. They always seem to upgrade them first and then give you yeah. the OS. And so. Which and they're going to do it for free. Anyone with seven Ooh. and eights are getting ten for free. Oh, so well, they're kind of taking a page out of eight, Apple. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be really nice. Well, that, yeah, that and you can fun. actually get a beta right now. I'm not going to. But you, never, <laughs> you never know if it's going to work. Yeah, you don't know <laughs> how, how glitchy it's going to be. be. Yeah. yeah. If you had two devices and one you didn't use very often, I would maybe say, yeah, go ahead and try it. But yeah. otherwise, you know, if you're reliant on one. No, in fact, with the uh, Apple, with all their OSs, I usually wait about a month or two until all the other people yeah. that are using them find the bugs. I'll, I'll probably wait even when 10 goes live. Wait a little Just bit, Just to be too. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, you want to back everything up. Luckily, it's well, got a cloud service now, too, so... It's kind of oh, impressive good. how far Windows has come to catch up with Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because Apple seems to be dumbing itself down so that it can be more like a Windows now. Oh, the, the the start screen interface is so different. It's so weird to try to get used to it. And we're like, okay, how do we get to the desktop? <laughs> and finally found a oh, button. because it comes up like a, a It comes tablet, up like a tablet. Where you've yeah. got like apps. It just looks like yeah. apps. Yeah, and really... so you got to scroll through that and then find out how to... And I'm still having trouble closing some i'm accidentally like trying to swipe and loading apps and it hasn't loaded it before so it's got to take a few minutes and install everything <laughs> and give you the little tutorial <laughs> yeah no and and then sometimes the uh the navigator voice will come on for no reason <laughs> p no why are you talking to me while i'm typing what's going on <laughs> yeah. learning curve <laughs> Just shut up. That's what I want to do. Shut up. So I eventually, I, I did get into the settings and was able to do a lot of stuff and kind of figured out how to do a lot of stuff. Uh, although, I go to, okay, I want an app. I go to the Microsoft app. YouTube. Yeah, that should be a thing. Nope. YouTube's not an app on there? There's not an app on there. I'm assuming because they want, they want you to do 
Xbox video oh, or whatever. Uh, yeah, because it's I, I even tried thing. Tweet Deck, no Tweet Deck. Oh, so luckily, I mean, I can still load Chrome and still yeah, load yeah, right. Uh, tweet Deck on that. I mean, so. if you're gonna, if it's gonna have app based stuff. You would think that yeah. YouTube would be, a- and it could just be a matter of time until they start including it. Because I'm sure Apple didn't want to include Google stuff right away. No, it took its time. In fact, uh, for all of the like peripheral devices like the iOSs, they all of them it took them forever to really conform to a lot of the Google stuff. Or yeah. like conform, they didn't even conform, but allow a lot of Google, like the Chromecast. I, we got a Chromecast a couple weeks ago, so the kids can stream oh, yeah. their uh, tablets, and it's the it's the least friendliest thing on my on my Apple, which is fine because I don't use it that much because oh, I have yeah. a TV, but. Well, they want you to use their version of it, yeah. and until they realize, oh, not enough people are using our version; they're using the YouTube instead. We got to use that. But uh, yeah, I so far I really like the, the tablet, laptop. Okay. It's pretty cool. I look forward to playing with it more. It's be nice to be able to have that tablet, so you don't have to have the whole well, yeah, clunky laptop I'm, every time. I'm going to pay some bills. Cha-ching. Yeah, and just okay, here we go. That's it's nice. I'm barely using the ta- the uh, keyboard, and the the screen is seriously. Probably just barely smaller than my oh, laptop right? screen. Oh, it's, wow. I'm pretty. It's 13 inches. Oh, that's okay. where the 13 comes from. Right, right. So it's pretty impressive in size. Well, that's this is that's going to be bigger than this. So yeah, it's iPad really big. It seems almost cumbersomely big, but what, what's also nice is it gives a big keyboard on the screen. But you also, you know, what else is cumbersome? A big laptop <laughs> when you're watching that's TV true. And, do, and surfing yeah. the internet. So if you've got the tablet portion of it, then yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much I use that as opposed to my phone. Because like, I'll lay down in bed with Sarah for a little bit until she gets tired enough to go to fully asleep, and then I'll get back up and do whatever. And I rarely get on my laptop unless it's to download something. I'm always on my phone, right. either playing or doing whatever else. Right. So reading I mean, Facebook, yeah, uh, and I rarely, I usually have enough Facebook at work by the time I'm home. Right. I don't, I don't get back on. <laughs> So it'll be interesting to see how much I use the tablet. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think we did anything else. Um, no, the other thing we did was went up to go see Adam and Amber, our friends, who yeah, just had just a had baby. baby. Yeah, I should have went. I should have called you and found out when you were going. Uh, well, it was just kind of a whim. They're thing. home now, though, right? Uh, they're going home tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. So they, they ended up having the baby 3 a.m., 3-something a.m. So it was Valentine's Day. It was on Valentine's Day, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, everything went really well. Uh, Amber looks really good. The baby's really good. She's six, cute. I've seen some of the yeah, pictures. Yeah, she is really cute. Yeah. Really tiny, too. She's like six pounds something. Yeah. So, and <laughs> we went and saw Amber like a month ago, and she barely had a bump. It wasn't very big, so I'm not surprised it wasn't a small, it was a small baby. Tiny baby. Yeah, so that was that was nice. We went and saw them. Cool. Well, Amber's... I mean, this is going to say this is going to sound wrong, but Amber is a big gal. She's not. She's well, not petite. She's she's not. She's not fat. No, but she's she's just she's, very she's structurally large. Yeah. yeah, she's a bit taller. So she already had that going for her as far and as she, not having a, a lot. She's of, athletic. Yeah, she's yeah. very yeah. athletic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like, so I could see where she wouldn't show as much, but then couple that with the fact that the baby was so small. <laughs> yeah, six month baby, and not, and not premature. No, it was yeah, full term. Pretty. Might have been a little early, but not not by much. But still considered it was within the, It got yeah. past the thirty. Whatever yeah, weeks yeah. It was within the due date. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess uh, it was. The doctor was like hundred percent sure. Yeah, I'm not going to deliver this kid because I I leave at seven, and you're not going fast enough to me. And then it was Bing Bang Boom, and like so they got their doctor. No, it was whatever doctor was there. Oh, so like, was her doctor call. was gone all right. weekend. So. Okay. 
Um, but like she was, Adam was texting her mom to let her know what was going on. She was like, "Okay, give me about forty five minutes before you think I need to be there." And <laughs> he sent her the text of, "Okay, she's at this point. Come on down." And like ten minutes later, nope, she's born. Oh wow! <laughs> it was really fast. Oh, apparently, wow. maybe not that fast, but yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised she had it on Valentine's Day then. Yeah, because she you said her water broke on it, it broke Friday. Friday night. Oh, Friday evening. Friday right. early. Yeah. She was at work, I guess, when it broke. So oh, gosh. late. So she late afternoon. Even, she hadn't even been off from work yet. Yeah. Oh. So. Of course, she might have been working right up to term anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. She was waiting until she went into labor to take maternity leave. Cool. Well, congratulations she, to them. I know they don't listen to the show. But. <laughs> uh, little Olivia, <clears throat> which is why she was wearing the olive hat, oh, which Sarah designed totally and made for them. Now. That totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's, she's cute. Yeah, very cute. Uh, I cleaned my computer up, but apparently it didn't help because we're still having so much <laughs> issues. But <laughs> <laughs> smooth sailing. Walk on wood. And the rest of the week, reading. Yeah, I, I finished up, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday. I finished Wednesday also. Oh, well, you caught up to me then. <laughs> I read 100 pages in one night because I was so engrossed. So good, because we're going to get to that. But, yes. Yeah. But as we said, uh, Sean is at Gallifrey, and we're going to have a full review with him when he returns next week. So you can look, at, look forward to that. Uh, we won't talk much about that other than you've been watching the tweets and the pictures uh, and stuff. Not as much as out. I would like to. Being <laughs> <laughs> well, on, on the go pretty much all weekend. Yeah. But it had some, looked like they had a lot of fun. They had a lot of people there. It sounds like uh, John Barrowman was just a blast. So, As I've heard he is. So, so unfortunately, our first move news item is we might as well that, talk about that he has had to cancel Planet Comic Con uh, his visits uh, due to a work commitment sounded like so which unfortunate but it happens uh they seem very optimistic that they're going to get him back for next year it was one of those things that it wasn't until i think sean was either getting ready to leave or had already left that i was sitting there thinking "Uh oh i talked to him on sunday and told him (laughs) i didn't need any autographs because i was gonna get everything here and i realized if i don't get john which, if we get him next year, but I didn't want to put all my eggs in that basket yeah. and then find out next year they can't get him. So I went ahead and texted him and said, um, can you get me an autograph, John Burr? Can you spend 45 of your dollars that you probably had planned or something else? To... I'll pay you back. So, well, I guess it was, yeah, it's a professional commitment. So, yeah, so. I, I decided to put my eggs on the basket of, I'm sure at some convention I'm going to go to soon, he's going to. You guys seem to get to more a year than I do too. So, so well, and, and, and with British Fest and Time Eddie now, I'm I'm kind well, of backing sure off on having back, Sean getting yeah. me any a lot of them because I'm hoping that Time Eddie will continue. You'll have a chance, yeah, yeah, and see them in person. Well, and that's you know, I, with John, you've got a chance if you go to some of these other like you know, Wizard Nebraska, World, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, you, you go to some of those, and, and they're more broad ranged, and he's got a bigger chance of being at those yeah. kind of places. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, let's move on to our next uh, news. Other then. bit of news is Big Finished announced a new series unit so not, spinoff. Not quite Torchwood, but close. once removed. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I should say, Torchwood is once removed from Unit. Yes. Unit came first. Technically, but in the wibbly-wobbly sense of the term, Torchwood came first. <laughs> well, that's who fandom for you right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the BBC Worldwide has given Big Finish the right to use... A character from the revived series of Doctor Who for the first time. Gemma Redgrave, also known as Kate 
Lethbridge Stewart, the head of unit, uh, head of scientific research at Unit, will be the star of these stories. And the first one, uh, they haven't released a lot of details about them, but we do know the first story is dealing with autons and the nesting consciousness. And it's a box set that's coming out. Unit Extinction is what it's called. Which I think this will be their second or third unit series that they've produced because there's a unit dominion. Oh, that sounds familiar. I might be able to pull it up here. But uh, this, we're not just getting one box set. So I'm just, from what it looks like, the there's going to be, I think, a number of stories in one box set, but then there are going to be three additional box sets available at six months intervals. There's uh, Actually, there's two series. There's Unit the Coup. Actually, I think it's just called Unit. The first uh, story in it is the Coup. There's three uh, stories. The next one was Unit Dominion. Um, and then, so now this will be their third Unit ah. series. I'm excited that they've got Jim uh, Redgrave because it's... We, I, I'm, ex- I'm excited and I'm a little skeptical because... I know in the past, and I don't know if this is even a, a thing now, because they've certainly probably changed the rules for how they do things, but I know in the past that Big Finish often didn't get new era licensed stuff yeah, because of is... the nature of the fact that BBC was really held onto those licenses so that they could kind of do whatever they wanted. And to see BBC kind of give some concessions and allow Big Finish to do this, which I think speaks volumes for the BBC's um, uh, belief in Big Finish and how well, you know, the, their trust in, in Big Finish and how they're handling a lot of the Doctor Who yeah. universe titles, um, that they trust them. So that that's, that speaks bounds for them. But it also concerns me that perhaps Gemma will come, Gemma, Jenna will probably won't Might come back, back in the yeah. in the series proper because of that uh, commitment and why and when they don't allow any sort of crossover like that. Although it does give me hope that we might get more new series stuff in. Big That's Finish. true because if they maybe they could do some other ninth Doctor if you could get him or at the very least tenth Doctor. Yeah, if they've established enough of a you know commitment with them, that yeah, it could be good news for. New era stuff. So according to this, the box Not set... Not that we're tired of the no, old stuff. No, we love the old stuff. <laughs> but more big finishes, just even better. Absolutely. Uh, so the box set is... Um, looks like it's just dealing with the Autons and the Nesting Consciousness and comprises four hours of adventure. Wow. And so then there will be other... So I wonder if it's broken into four parts. I bet it is, yeah. Piece. I'm just super excited and might just have to jump ahead. <laughs> and it being big finish, there's a good chance that they may actually. Yeah, because they haven't announced the rest of the cast. They yet. might incorporate some of the downtime history, which I oh, think often yeah. is sort of. Well, just by bringing her into. Yeah, it. bringing her into the new series and keeping with the name of Kate. Uh, I think that was kind of an acknowledgement that downtime, even though it was BBV that did the. The story and Virgin actually did a, uh, a novelization oh, of yeah, it, which yeah. and got the rights to do that. So it kind of makes me wonder if Big Finish will take it a little step for, uh, further and sort of tie the continuity in even more so. Maybe than kind of did. fix the continuity a little bit too maybe, between the two. Maybe retroactively fix yeah. it. <laughs> so that's exciting stuff. I look forward to seeing who else they get for that too. Who knows what kind of surprises they could have in store. Like, oh, you know, 
Benton's still around somewhere. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah. I bet he'd be more than willing to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Too. I think he's done some, hasn't he? Has he done some big finish? I know. A uh, companion chronicle. I, I know before say. he passed, um, uh, well, we Nicholas Courtney did some we've stuff. We've listened to at least one. I know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Lanyon Moore. Uh, what was it? Spectre Lanyon Moore. He was in. Oh, well, he was in. Um, uh, the Eighth Doctor one that you don't like. Minuet in Hell. He was in that as well. Oh, yeah. yeah he, was. Was he was the best part of that. Well, yeah. and he was also in... <laughs> <I didn't say laughs> well, okay. Him and Paul. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, he was also in the one you didn't like. The single... Zagreus. Oh, he was in Zagreus. As, as the TARDIS. No, no, It wasn't that I didn't like it. It just... I, there were some struggles with it. <laughs> I'm trying to look at... Well, that's it for news. All right. Well, shall we move on to our uh, Doctor Who legacy tip, tip of the, the week. week? Standing in for Sean this week. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, our tip of the week this week comes from Brittany. Brittany gave us a, a one so that um, I could uh, sit back and relax this week and not have to come <laughs> up with something. And Brittany writes... Uh, this tip deals with the no insert color gem levels. And so insert level is in uh, quotes. So what she means is insert whichever color. It could be, they'd be you know, no red gems, no blue gems, no oh, black yeah, gems, those, no, those kind of levels. So um, says if she says, if you go to the second tab of perks, there's a category called drop rate enhance. I can't remember how many stars are needed to unlock it. Sorry. It increases insert color gem except for the pink gems, by 5%. So if you choose red, then it increases the uh, red gems by 5%. Uh, she says, there's a slight downside. The perk also will decrease the time limit of moving gems by one second, which in reality, it's noticeable, but it, you actually kind of, I've, I've used this before, it's noticeable, but you adapt really quick to oh, how much yeah. time you've got, so... Uh, she goes on to say, if you use that perk with the no insert color gem levels, you will get the missing gem, uh, color gem. It wouldn't be a huge drop amount, but it will help, especially if you have a color gem changer character. Considering a good amount of the enemies in these levels are weak against the missing color. I hope this is actually helpful and not a jumble of words. And yes, you're <laughs> the, it absolutely was, Brittany. Um, just to clarify a little bit, she's talking about then the perk section, and I think if I remember trying right, trying to pull it up now. I, I think if I remember right, it's it, it might actually be in the S perks that it does. No, that. no, no, it, I, no, no I, it's not. It's in the third level. I had no. It's the second tab. She's right. It's having having tab. to set up my uh, new phone, I had to go through and reset all my perks. Oh gosh! Luckily, and I looked your in time crystals. I, Did you I lose used those? them all? Oh, nice job. Good thinking. Yeah, you were like, I, okay, if I, I'm going to lose them, I, so I upgraded a whole bunch of doctors oh, to be level five. Good call. And then. Uh, yeah, I just lost crystal or t- fragments at that point. Oh, good call. Which it wasn't that many. So, how many gem? I wasn't even close to capacity on. Oh, any okay. Of them. So, like, there was none that were over <laughs> so hundred. Just... There were some that were like two... level up, level up, yeah. level up. <laughs> um, well, a lot of the characters I, I didn't get to. I didn't use a lot of the fragments just because I didn't have uh, the characters available to oh, level up. Yeah, I, yeah. I was too far away. Uh, drop rate in hands. It doesn't give me the star number. 
But I have 237 and it's available. Oh, okay. So uh, one, two, available. three, four down on the second tab. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and it's a great tip. In fact, I, I use that as well. Uh, in fact, I use that on, especially if I'm doing a um, uh, single level or single color team. So if I'm using like an all green team, I'll go in there and I'll set it for the green drop. So if I come across a level that has, you know, no oh, green yeah. gems, you know, uh, and doesn't drop anything, then she's right because it will drop in a number of green. And she's right. It's a, it's a low level, but it'll help. And those that enemy, as she says, is usually very weak against that collar. In fact, that's why they, they do that, out. because yeah. they, they want to make sure that it's a bit of a struggle in order to defeat those enemies. And so each wave that comes in is usually susceptible to those particular color that, that they have withdrawn from there. So if you've got a color of a team that's predominantly one color and you want to use those colors, you add that a perk enhancement, and uh, it helps a lot. So. That makes sense. And if you're uh, still working through the game and... Are working through it's in the season six is where I think the first time you'll encounter those levels. I can't speak for the rest of uh, you mean chapter, chapter two? Well, chapter two, yeah. <laughs> so season six at the top, but chapter two in the option. Oh, it does say chapter two in the option. Oh, it sure right does. There. That's a season seven still. That's weird because but here it says season six. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think you know, I think I remember them bringing that up on yeah. Twitch too. That they that still haven't done the, that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the season seven is up there because they were having a they had another bug and they're still trying to work out so they can switch that back to chapter Which, one. And so. another thing, if you're working on leveling things up, there's bonus XP for chapter two right now. Yeah, we should mention that. That's uh, I what, can't remember how long it's going because I just closed the. Thing. I think it's it till Wednesday. Me. I think it is. To, I think it started yeah. on or. I think it started on it Wednesday. It started Thursday goes morning, in, yeah, and, it it start, until, and it goes till Wednesday night. So, yeah. yeah, you'll have until Wednesday to do that. So, Which is kind of handy because, as we mentioned last week, if you're walking through the different levels and you're trying to farm some gems, that's a good way to do it. The other thing that Big Finish added this week, or not Big Finish, uh, Dr. Legacy added this week, is you can now go into the fan area, and they have specific levels that are the farming levels. And they actually are calling them farming levels, <laughs> even though I think that was a term that, that, that fans kind of came up with. But, wow, that's been around for well, years yeah. because other games, you use that term of, of farming particular objects. Uh, but what they did is they added, I think, five new levels to the fan area. And each one of them, as I talked about in one of my tips a few weeks ago, is just a single color uh, time fragment level. So oh, yeah. it'll have just a red fragment in that one, or it'll have just a blue fragment in that level, and, and so on and so forth. And so if you're going through and you're, you're trying to farm those fragments, you can go in there and say, okay, I need red fragments. So you go in there and, and it's just dedicated to, red, to farming red fragments. So you're, the probability of the red fragments dropping are higher. Because that's level is pretty much suited for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what you get. That's what and that's what you get from it. And you, and so instead of as I gave in my tip, instead of going to specific seasons and doing it that way and having to you know s- scroll through and find those ones that have single fragments on them, they're all right there for you in the fan area. So another reason to unlock the fan area. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for another uh, good 150. XP fan area time to uh, <laughs> actually really, jump on at that time. Really good encouragement. That's uh, that's the detriment to the new farming levels is the fan the uh, experience no. <laughs> is not not, not very not very that. high. Yeah. Um, Although the also, chapter two 
extra experience is really yeah, helpful. Yeah, that does help. Because it's also harder levels, so you get more XP for it anyways, right, and right. then the 150 on top of it. I was able to level up, uh, I finally got Santa to drop. Oh, good. Because downloading the new app allowed oh, me to play the level that yeah. I couldn't do before. Oh, that's a bonus. Yeah, so I was able to actually get him to drop only two tries, and then was able to, took like three levels to get him all the way up to 10, to oh. 11, so... But he's handy because he resets gyms. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> and I was using, I got, I was using a team with a b- bunch of lower tier people so I could try to get more experience knowing that it was 150. Right, right. Yeah. Very good. So that is your Doctor Who Legacy tip of the week. <laughs> well, that being said, next up, feedback. Did you want to do a song this week or? I didn't do a song. I okay. didn't think about it. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I actually early in the week I thought, you know what? Sean hasn't done a song for so long. While he's gone, I should do a song, and then I didn't, <laughs> didn't get around to it. I never. I'm so used to him not doing songs now that <laughs> it just didn't even just... cross my mind. <laughs> oh, we're just recording in a new place and doing it without Sean. Never mind. I need a song. Oh well. Well, who's first up in feedback? First up in feedback is Ben. Ben writes in, "Chronon particles detected." Apologies for the feedback confusion last week. As with most things, I used my phone for email. I never had it forget my password before. This time, it seemingly did, though. Oh. <laughs> That's why we got it. Okay, that makes more sense. Moving on, though. The quest is the quest. Despite being too old to stay up for Friday Night Who and function coherently at work the next day, I tried to participate. I did, indeed, watch Underworld on Friday and tweeted during. I did it, with a few, I did it a few hours early. As mentioned on last week's podcast, Underworld is indeed in my wheelhouse. The story provides some rare insight into Time Lord history, and it's revealed that they influenced the minion race. We also see some pretty cool tech in the form of a regeneration machine. We also get an introduction to the crew of the R1C, which comprises of three dudes and a hot blonde. Once she regens, that is. Safe to say, she was a popular... uh, she was popular. Add in some stellar special effects and a pretty cool enemy, and you've got a great story. Next up, Energy of the Daleks. As I mentioned before I began my big finish journey into the fourth Doctor Adventures, this being the fourth story of Series 1, I've had it for a while and listened several times. It was definitely a favorite of mine so far. Here we see Leela's introduction to the Daleks and the ever-present struggle for a f- affordable, renewable energy. This is a topic that is relatable to today's world as enjoyable uh, uh, period. Relatable to today's world. As enjoyable as the story was, the extras are at least as entertaining. It was nice to hear Louise Jameson's excitement as she des- described finally getting to do a Dalek story. And did everyone notice Dan Starkey in the story? Yep, Strax was in it. Although not as Strax. I did forget to mention that I last week. I forgot to mention that as well. Next up, Legacy. This week, Sami reached 422. Happy birthday, stars, as I continue to fragment my farm and level to fragment farm and level up characters. My exploration of chapter 3 continues, but slowly as I focus more on getting everyone up to max. Lastly, I have turned on the data cloud feature on my iPhone iPad in order that I may play on both devices. Having done this, I should have all my stats from the iPhone show up on my iPad. They have not. An email to support has been sent. I will, I await their reply. Have you ever encountered that? I have not encountered that. 
Um, the only thing that I can suggest is make sure he he went in and put the key in, right? Did he say that? He uh, he did not say. Okay, uh, if you go into the options area, there is a go into the options area, the one that you're using. There's a unique key for your gameplay, and you want to take that key and then go into the other device. And I believe I'm gonna have to look here because now I can't remember exactly See on the Android it's just sync to cloud and then when you log in with your Google you can it will ask to download new content and then it does. Okay. And then Did he it say what device automatically he's on? logs in. He says iPad, he iPhone and iPad. iPad. So, so let me look real quick because that's your real I know house. in order to get it to go to my uh, iPad I had to do something special. Let me get in here unfortunately it takes a little while to load. I'll um, go ahead and finish his email while it loads. Go ahead and I'll, I'll address it afterwards. Uh, finally this month's Books Club selection, Engine of War. Sadly, I've yet to crack this one open. It's Legacy's fault, really, but I promise you, promise to get on it soon. That's it for now. Have fun in L.A. I shall live vicariously through you all. I expect a full report on the 90-minute Legacy panel. P.S. Happy birth. The happy birthday is a quirky habit I have at exclaiming, exclaiming just that when I see my birthday month and day is... Everyday settings. <laughs> For example, at 4.22 p.m. a.m. too, but let's face it, who wants to be up then? Or, in the above case, my total number of stars on Legacy. It started long ago with an offhand comment from a friend who does the same. It stuck. Thank goodness there are no Sith around. I'm weak-minded, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I've also included the, fo- the Lego photo we did a few years back. To answer Sean's questions, no, it wasn't the pirate ride. Uh, photo. It was just a photo we did there. We went to the area where you buy tickets. They gave us the option of the Lego photo. The only thing we did not like about it was that it came pre-assembled. We would have liked to build it. Having said that, we have not taken it apart to do so. And he did include a picture. It's really neat. It's literally Legos built with a picture on it. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it would have been really neat to... Because you can even see the lines where... They printed each brick. Yeah, individually. Yeah. So you just pull it apart and put it back together. I'm pretty sure our place did not offer that. It's kind of like a, <laughs> a you know, Keith, uh, Keith, uh, Sean and Mel like to do jigsaw puzzles. So it's, oh, it's, it's kind of like, like a personalized jigsaw puzzle. Put, put your own puzzle together. Yeah. Sadly, uh, they'd have it put together in probably about 15 minutes, and it'd take me about an hour and a half. So. <laughs> While I like to do jigsaw puzzles, I'm not that fast. Well, Legacy is still downloading because still... I haven't opened it on my phone in so long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 400 and some downloads. Yeah. Luckily, it's going fast, so. Until this last one. It's 432 out of 433 right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it always holds up on the last one. Did you hear much about the Legacy panel? I did not hear about Legacy panel, but I do know that Sean, which, by the way, Ben, Sean's the only one out in Galley. Keith and I were unable to attend this year. Unless you're just being generically you people. Yes. However, I am shooting for next year. I am shooting for next year. I'm going to get in there and get in there early. So. Have they announced ticket stuff? Are they, they on sale already? They may have, but I didn't see. I've been so disconnected today. I've been Friday and Saturday I paid a lot of attention, but I didn't pay a lot of attention today. But uh, back to Legacy, I do know that Sean attended the panel and said it was very good. And I do know that we did get an individual uh, interview with Lee and Susan. And so we will bring, be bringing that to you next week on the podcast as well. So 
Uh, Sean will be able to talk a little bit about their panel, and then uh, we'll let you in on their uh, interview and some of the fine, fun things that they've got coming up. Still loading. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming, though. I'm at the please wait stage of set now. Oh, that's something. Yes, it's something. I don't play much on my phone anymore because I've got an old uh, 4S, and I think Legacy's sort of outgrown the processor speed on it, <laughs> and I can only get through about three games where I have to shut it down and restart it. Whereas if I play oh, on my iPad, number one, problem. my eyes are bad because I'm getting older, and so it's easier <laughs> to see on the iPad. So I play it on there most frequently. And, oh, nice, downloading another patch. But this is one of two, so. Well, the music started. The music is starting. <laughs> Which is weird because I usually play with the music muted on my uh, iPad. Well, that's one, one thing going with a new phone. If I boot something up, all sorts of noises. I'm so used to having the media <laughs> volume off. Here we go. I had Tap to adjust to that. All right. Let me see if this helps you out, Ben. We'll go to the little side rail. Oh, after the little This Week in Doctor Who Legacy comes up. Oh, I got some. Oh, I got... <laughs> because the crystals and the uh, fragments aren't connected either, I just got my login bonus. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So been rem- keep that in mind. You won't carry yeah. over. Depending on the stat you're looking for, your crystals, crystals and, your and time fragments. fragments will not. All right. So you go to options, and then you go to the first tab, which is app info, and hit show secret key. And it, it'll tell you, never review your secret key. It's used to verify your account. Do you wish continue? You push yes, and it will give you a key. Now write that key down. I'm not going to say what mine is because it's a secret, <laughs> and I'm not allowed to say. It's a secret key. But you write that key down. You and don't then need a decoder ring or anything. There's also an option there that says save data to cloud, so you'll want to do that. So tap that one and save all of your data to the and cloud. That one can take a few minutes. Yep. And then I believe, I thought if you went into somewhere you could put that key in to link it. Where did I think? That was at. Huh. See, I've seen that. And well, maybe now, maybe now that I've done save data to cloud, then when I go into my other device and hit uh, open it up, it will download all that information. So try, that's, that's the idea. That's try that. Try, to try going to save data to cloud, click that, and then... Uh, see, and I think that's what he did, and it didn't show up. Oh, so. I see what he's saying. Well, see, it seemed like I had a place where I could put the key in. Maybe if it's a new download, you can. Maybe. If you haven't linked an account or anything. Huh. Well, well let us I'm know afraid. what... Uh, yeah, give that a shot. and Let us know what text See if there's says. a place, yeah, or, or see if there's a place to put that key in and see if that'll help. Because, yeah, it's, I'm not finding... I don't know why you'd need that key if you can't do anything. I think it's to with it. give it to the legacy people. Oh, for support. So for support. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes that so makes you probably sense. will need that key for them at least. All right. Well, then. So, so then what you did, I think, should have worked. So hopefully, support will be able to help you out. Interesting. Well, I, I suppose maybe do the see if the keys match up. Go in there and show your secret key on both of them and see if the yeah, keys match up. That's a good if idea. the keys aren't matching up, that might be part of the problem as well. So, All right. Sorry, Ben. We failed you again. <laughs> <laughs> your questions are just beyond us. <laughs> up next in feedback is Lisa. Lisa. You'll have to forgive me. My mail is acting up, so I'm having to dig. She sent on Thursday? Uh, three days ago, yes. Groovy. All right. Then I have found Lisa's feedback. 
Lisa writes, question, comment. Hello, Sean, Keith, and Glenn. Three cheers for the U.S. Postal Service for delivering my custom convention credentials, badge slash art tags, in a timely fashion despite the river of rain that's being dumped <laughs> on us up here in the north coast of California. So happy to hear that you all like them. I did the design and layout. Since you all enjoy Legacy so much, I chose to use pictures from the game that I found online. I could not find a draconian Legacy picture, so I went with the real photos. Well, that's because yeah, the draconians have not been introduced in uh, Doctor Who Legacy yet. So They should get on that, They though. should get on that. <laughs> Why didn't Sean should have brought that up in his interview. Maybe he did. Better know a Whovian worked as intended. Discussion was spurred. Regarding the use of the guilty pleasure, first, thanks for understanding what I meant. Enjoying an episode or story that is panned by fandom in general. Second, I meant which episode or story panned by fandom in general are you guilty of finding pleasure in? So I found it interesting that you took all of my shorthand to mean which episode or story panned by fandom in general do you feel guilty enjoying? <laughs> <laughs> Moffy, which, oh, go ahead. I, I, afterwards, I kind of thought, well, maybe I should have done Ghostlight. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too, because it is panned and you do enjoy watching I do watching like that one. one. Do you feel guilty watching it, though? I never feel guilty well, so liking anything it, I like. I don't think it fits I don't the criteria. Feel, I don't feel guilty liking Happiness Patrol. I stand behind Happiness Patrol as a good story. I don't know as it's as panned. I pan it, but it's not as panned. Well, as most people pan Candyman than anything else. Well, that's true. That's true. I don't think you could consider it a guilty pleasure, though, if one element of it is panned by fandom. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. If it gets it enough stigma, I suppose. Yeah, I think it kind of does, unfortunately. She goes on to say, Moffat continues to take advantage just this type of misunderstanding, so it's fitting that a Doctor Who podcast, English Strikes Again. (laughs) (laughs) One of the reasons I so enjoy your podcast is because you all are very much the glass-half-full-slash-silver-lining type of fans who, despite what many have gone... What may have gone wrong in an episode or story, you find what did go right, or at least acknowledge that someone was trying to do so much more than what appeared on screen. I really like that. It's easy to throw stones at a parade. It's much harder to organize the parade. It's true. Now a few comments on Doctor Who itself. Anyone else come away from last Christmas wondering if this was Moffat's last Christmas story for who? Toby Toby Whitehouse... Whithouse. Toby, Toby Whit, oh, Mary Whitehouse. <laughs> Toby Whithouse is doing a two-part story next series. He's been a showrunner before, and his God Complex ep- episode is one of the best episodes of Ma- the Matt Smith era, in my opinion. As Toby's been thrown out there, though, yeah, in fandom as a possibility, as some Which, speculation, I, mean, I suppose was, I we should it was say. somebody that some didn't really want, and then he kind of turned it around and impressed people. Yeah, I think you're right. Which or I'm thinking kind, of of leans, else. kind of leans to the fact of maybe it is him. Uh, no, it was. Um, uh, no, I think you're right. I think it was Toby. I think you're right. I think it was Toby Whitehouse. Anyway, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. He was in charge of being human. So. It, is, it is definitely one of the God Complex is definitely a solid episode. One of the best in the uh, Smith era. Well, and he did bring us back, Sarah Jane and K Nine. That's right. He did uh, school reunion, didn't he? And did anyone else take away that last Christmas, uh, from last Christmas, that we got to hear what everyone sounds like to the Doctor, snarky like Santa and the elves? So now we know why the Doctor seems to be grumpy in an incarnation. <laughs> it's just Moffat letting the rest of us in on how the Scots hear us when we're speaking to them. <laughs> the Doctor responds to what he hears, not how it is actually said. Not sure I said that well, but I hope you get my meaning. 
Yeah, I, I know. I, yeah, I think I, you're I absolutely that point, right. Yeah. In fact, I, and it kind of goes into the whole idea of Moffat pre Capaldi or pre Series Eight, saying that you know people kept asking, "Well, is Capaldi going to be speaking in his Scottish uh, dialect?" And he said, "Well, why wouldn't he?" And so I wonder if it was one of those things that Moffat just never considered. Oh wait, maybe having he shouldn't. Him, well, no, yeah, exactly. Maybe considering, uh, yeah, consider that he shouldn't do it. And I wonder if maybe that she, I think maybe Lisa's onto something that maybe that's the perspective is he wants people to kind of vicariously hear how we're, we sound to someone that's Scottish or somebody like the the Twelfth Doctor in particular. Maybe we've all been interpreting his stories wrong because <laughs> we're not listening to them in the right accent. That's right. And now we finally are, or, or at least because, with the right intent. He's Scottish. It's <laughs> a good point, Lisa. I like it. Yeah. Best wishes to everyone in this year of the Ram, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Next up in feedback is Chrissy. Chrissy writes, The quest is the quest. Dear Vortex Boys, Sorry, I've been MIA regarding feedback the last couple of weeks. Having a full-time job has kind of been kicking my butt in a good way. But I, get, but I did get caught up on all the homeworks that I didn't really miss over the... Over the time I've been absent. I'm a good student and always stays on top of my assignments. So, here goes. First off, I counted... Uh, sorry. <laughs> We're going to redact this We're gonna line. Remove that line. Um, that's coming, Chrissy. We'll just let you know. That's coming. Just some short reviews. <laughs> Let's just explain it now. We're gonna we're gonna wait till Sean comes back That's to exactly. to address that uh, elephant in the room. That's right. <laughs> so if you hear some of your emails redacted or don't hear an email read at all, uh, that that's might why. be the case. Yeah, that's why that might be the case. And you'll hear it next week. Uh, all of and, those now know what we're talking about. So that was yeah. actually good, Keith. I'm glad you said that. The energy of the Daleks. Decent enough audio story. I could tell that this was one that was recorded fairly early for Tom Baker. Louise Jameson was brilliant, as always. I loved her a bit about the show, shoes at the beginning. It's fun to see the Robo-Men being used in Big Finish. Definitely a fun little Dalek story to help Tom get settled back in the character of the fourth Doctor. Then again, does he ever really leave that character behind? <laughs> he lives that character, Chrissy. So, too. He said before he didn't act when he was a doctor. Well, he was just himself. Exactly. And and I think that's a that I think when you see the fourth doctor on the screen or you hear fourth doctor in audios, I think you're seeing a lot of Tom in yes. that as well. So very much. Uh she continues, Underworld, a great story idea, falls down on the execution. But I can forgive that in classic who. I love the bending of mythology into science fiction, especially when Doctor lampshades that by calling Jackson Jason at the end. And then sort of, but not really explaining it to Lisa as they leave the planet. Yeah. Lila. Lila, sorry. Lisa got it. Lisa did get it. <laughs> Side notes. This was one I was uh, surprised to have found on Hulu+. Plus. I don't own this one, and I don't have the money to go buy it. I couldn't find it at the library, but Hulu+, Plus, Plus of all places, had it. I didn't think they would, considering it's kind of a more obscure title. But I'm glad they did, because I could watch it, commercials and all. Uh, I'm just about done rereading Engines of War, so I'm hoping to have that done in time for me to send some more feedback later this week. But I wanted to get this little catch-up feedback in while I had some time. Hope you all are having a good week. I see Sean and Mel safely made it to Galley. Looking forward to those reports. I'll, and I'll talk to you soon. Chrissy. Good to hear from you, Chrissy. 
Sorry, work is kicking your butt, but in a good way. <laughs> Up next in feedback, Holly. Engines of War? Yep. Holly writes, The Engines of War. Hey guys, The Engines of War, a great story featuring the War Doctor. The author really has the War Doctor down. I could actually hear John Hurt's voice in my hit, in my mind as I was reading the War Doctor's lines. Cinder is a great companion. I don't want to get into too many spoilers here, but I wish could have had more adventure. But he wish wish he could have had more adventures with her. The time. Scott, sorry. Getting a text here. At least it's a proper who notification sound. Yes, that's my <laughs> uh, my new text notification is the Chumblies from uh, Galaxy Four. Uh, they're sending their message, so that's that's why I, I get that tone. Actually, it was more because I'm getting old and I couldn't hear my old one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Cinder is a great companion. I won't get into many spoilers here, but I wish we could have more adventures with her. The Time Lords are still in, are, are still as de, uh, excuse me. The Time Lords are still as devious as ever in this novel and almost bring back some flashes to Lungborough and keeping the Time Lords alive. The book is a great addition to the Doctor Who series of books. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on the book. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank, Thank you very you, much, Holly. Up next in feedback is Brittany. Brittany writes in. You better do this right. War. Huh. What is... Yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. Say it again. War. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do the say it again, but I know that's how the song goes. I think we found another song for this week, hey, Sean. Yeah, or yeah. Um, you called me Sean. I did. Good. I feel better because I called you. I called, I called him Keith earlier. So. Uh, let's see, there you go, uh, Brittany. When I saw your subject line come through, I laughed very quite hard. I was like, that's I did really too. clever. Man. I did too. I think we had that open a show once. As a matter of fact, did we? Yeah, I think it was for the when we were talking about the time war. Oh, that would make sense. But you know what? This is a good chance to bring it's, that song yeah, back. Yeah, why not? It's a good song. <laughs> it we should use it every song. chance we get. Uh, a bit of warning for you boys, in case you haven't finished the book, because that's good spoiler. Uh, so any, anybody listening, <laughs> if you haven't finished it. I think that was it, in case we had yeah. got it read by yeah. Friday. But if you're listening. I hope we haven't read by now, or we've pulled a <laughs> Hold Sean. Hold on, I got another. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we pulled a Sean and didn't get our homework done. <laughs> uh, she writes, taking a break from going retreat crazy, crazy with Galley One tweets. Hey, if I can't be there in person, to send some thought, to send some feedback about Engines of War. This is going to be a short one because I just finished the book, and I haven't really had time to collect my thoughts. I plan on writing uh, a lo- longer one for the book club, so keep an eye out for that. I really enjoyed this story, and it makes me hope that the last time we- this isn't the last time we get a War Doctor novel. I think George Mann did a Good job writing the War Doctor, especially since we have had only one full televised story with him. I love Cinder. Throughout the story, I kept thinking to myself, I hope she survives this. I should have known better. I will say that I love that the Doctor brought her back home, despite the fact that my heart was breaking. I also love the fact that he found out Cinder's real name, but it was not revealed to us. Reminded me of all the teases we got about the Doctor's name. One of my favorite bits about the story, bits of the story was the cave painting part. I'm a huge fan of the little nods to the past and future references. I am so glad I bought this book. It is definitely a book I can and will pick up again and read. Anyway, 
that's it for now. I know I missed some things that I wanted to talk about, but I'm sure you will cover what I missed. I can't wait to hear what you boys and everyone else thinks of the story. I'm now off to stock more Galley One tweets. <laughs> Until next time, Brittany. Now, Brittany, I, I, I will say, I'm not going to tip my hand on the review yet, but I will say that I, I bought this, uh, I bought the ebook for this. And, you know, I've been a real advocate for ebooks because I like having all the content that I can take with me. Um, yes, I do like the smell of pages and the feel of a book in my hand every once in a while, but the fact that I can uh, absorb more. Just ways better this, opportunity better to opportunities read, yeah. to read it. It that absorb that 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 basically plays in the favor of having the ebook. However, that being said, I will now spend more money to buy the <laughs> novel because I actually want the hardback novel and I want it sitting on my shelf because yeah, yeah. you'll find out why I want that so much. Uh, our final bit of feedback for this week comes from Chrissy. Chrissy writes, "War is upon you." Dear Vortex Boys, I haven't rewatched The Day of the Doctor in quite a long time, but watching it for Friday Night Who reminded me of all the fun of the fiftieth all the fun the fiftieth anniversary was and what a special time it really was. Kinda nice to remember these those good feelings and happy things, or maybe I'm just a sentimental doofus, either way. Also, it was great to include The Night of the Doctor. Now we can say we've done an eighth Doctor story for Friday Night Who that isn't the T V movie. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> Although I, I didn't make it in time to do the uh, uh, Night of the Doctor with you guys. It was a lot of us going, oh my god, this is awesome! I went back and read the tweet stream <laughs> and thought, oh. Uh, but I did rewatch. I did rewatch Night of the Doctor then. Uh, I think even after we were done, oh, I popped it up and, and watched it. So. Okay, my review of Engines of War. I adore this book. First of all, I love that they saw the story potential of the war doctor and even commissioned this book in the first place or however that works i also love that it fits in with the regular new series doctor who novels but it also it's also entirely its own thing cinder is a wonderful character she reminded me of a bit of cast from the night of the doctor but obviously more amenable to helping the doctor I love that this is a short glimpse into the Time War. I think Rachel was talking during Friday Night Who about how it was nice to get a little get little snip, snippets of the Time War, but we didn't necessarily need the whole thing to be spelled out for us. This story fits in so well with the overall War Doctor mythos, tying in no more and his motivation to the end of the Time War, which or with what happens at the end of the story. Spoilers for anyone out there who hasn't read the book yet. Cinder dies. <laughs> we should have said, spoiler warning, we're spoiler going, we warning. are going to spoil we, this. We, we did get that warning in Britney's And, feedback, and Chrissy so. said spoilers yeah. for everyone. So, Such a great story, and while I hesitate to call it a fun story, it's definitely an enjoyable one and adds something special to everything surrounding the 50th anniversary. That's all I've got this week. Now I'm all caught up on feedback. I know I don't have to catch up, but <laughs> I want to. It makes me feel connected with the rest of our little Vortex family, and I like it. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I look forward to all the galley reports next time. Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. Oh, I thought there was a PS. I scrolled down and went, oh, no, that's <laughs> nope, just, no sig- just the signature line. That's it for feedback. Cool. Did we get to talk about this book? Yeah. And I have to find my notes. <laughs> okay, here we go. I have taken notes on I something for book. so long. Here, so the description. 
The great time war has raged for centuries, ravaging the universe. Scores of human colony planets are now overrun by Dalek occupation forces. Operation? No, occupation. A weary, angry doctor leads a flotilla of battle TARDISes. So now we got an official uh, pluralization of TARDIS. TARDISes, yeah. Well, I noticed that in the book. It was in the book, too. So. Anyone questioning? Against so the Dalek. Tardi or TARDISes. Yes, TARDISes. TARDISes. Against the Dalek stronghold. But in the midst of the carnage, the Doctor's TARDIS crashed, crashes to a planet below. Moldocks. While the Doctor is trapped in an apocalyptic la- landscape, Dalek patrols roam among the wreckage, rounding up the remaining civilians. But why haven't the Daleks simply killed the humans? Searching for answers, the Doctor meets Cinder, a young Dalek hunter. Their struggles to discover the Dalek plan take them from the ruins of Moldox to the halls of Gallifrey and set in motion a chain of events that will change everything and everyone. Dun, dun, dun! Love this book. Love this, this is book. Come to the heights of my Who book list. I, I would agree. It's this is definitely on my top Top five. five. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so well done. Uh, where, where do you want to start? I think you have to start at the beginning. Part one. <laughs> part one. Well, it's broken up to three what was parts. part one called? Was it Moldox? It was just Moldox. Yeah, and right. so we're... Because that's the planet we start out on, so... They did, he did such a good job capturing Cinder as a character in the first chapter. I, I, I knew what I needed to know pretty much, and we get backstory fill in later. But, I agree. And we get what we need, and then the doctor shows up. I think that's even before she encounters the war doctor, I kind of got a cast feel. Yeah. But I think there's also a lot of uh, Ace there. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I think there's that. a lot of who's another very strong. I think there's a, there's a lot of Martha there, but like like post Doctor Martha, earth. yeah, walk yeah. the earth, Martha. Um, I think there's a lot. There, there, she's just a very very strong character, and you can tell that she's battle worn, but she's also has this enough of a sensitivity. Although I think that kind of comes later when she decides that she's going to go with the doctor and she's ready to get off Maldox and she's ready to she's leave all of this with real war behind her. Yeah. Um, I think she also sort of realizes that she doesn't have a lot that she's connected to anymore because she was orphaned. Um, she was ref- rescued by this, you know, ragtag group of rebels, but she doesn't seem to have a lot of con- connection to them. And I think what adds to that is the fact that her friend Finch was, uh, was it Finch? I believe it was Finch. Yeah. Finch. Um, who was basically erased from time by that the particular weapon? Which uh, what were those called? What were the? They, they were they were uh, a specific paradigm yeah, uh, is what they were just called them. Temporal? Were they temporal Daleks? I, I don't remember. Uh, getting it's in a my notes. Full names. I know uh, temporal cannons. Temporal cannons. Yeah. The, the and which were. Uh, Temporal weapon Daleks is what they called them, okay, and they yeah. were. And what what reminded me, and I think I, I sort of tipped my hat uh, a week or two ago when I was talking to Sean. I think it was last week I was talking to Sean. I said, "Oh, a special friend shows up." Yeah, because uh, <laughs> he he. Well, I think we all are, are fans of the special weapons Dalek. I think we all think that's oh, such a cool yeah. design, and that's kind of what I was alluding to when I told him that. But as I read the description for these Daleks, the temporal weapon Daleks. I, I imagined it sounds just like a special weapon. Yeah, I imagine that's what it was, but it was refitted with this temporal cannon. And I thought, okay, yeah, they that just replaced is this so special weapon. Cool, because 
it doesn't really clarify for me in the book because I went back and kind of relooked at it if it still has an eye stock or not. Yeah, because a special right. weapon doesn't, it doesn't, and say. it doesn't really say one way or another. So and you I can think picture that, it as a special I weapon. I think maybe that's where I went because it doesn't specifically say and it doesn't describe it. So when I automatically went to that single cannon in the middle, yeah. it doesn't. It talks about not having a manipulator arm. Yeah, it does there's, talk there's about no, that. No manipulator arm, no blaster arm, just, a, just a cannon in the center of it. And so automatically I pictured the special weapons Dalek and went, "Oh, well, that's what this yeah. looks like." It's just got a different cannon on it. And that's in the first ten pages. Yes. <laughs> you had us at go, George, man. Uh, I think I read somewhere that he, that when he was doing research, he, he obviously watched Day of the Doctor. Um, he watched Night of the Doctor. I think he said he read, or he watched The Five Doctors, which is obvious as we yeah. get, get later on in our review. And uh, t- uh, End of Time. And I think I, I saw somewhere that he had... Uh, uh, researched, or he 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 had seen uh, Revelation of the Daleks, but or uh, Revelation was that the last one? Was that the McCoy one? Remembrance, Remembrance of the Daleks. He had watched Remembrance of the Daleks, but it wasn't what he you know it wasn't he leading up to it. But he had taken some things from some of the other Dalek stories. Yeah, he, and so and, I'm and sure he did a little bit of Google searching at the very least to see the variations yeah, of Daleks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Obviously he was familiar enough with Genesis because there's also some foundation in his that. Oh, well, yeah, so. absolutely. But well, yeah, I, I, so Special Weapons Daleks, that's exactly what I, I thought. Well, and then the degradations <laughs> that they discussed, such cool that's, new developments for the Daleks. That was neat because not only did we get a callback to the standard Daleks that we're familiar with and the Special Weapons Daleks which we're familiar with, but yeah, in doing the degradation Daleks and, and the kind of the new paradigms, I thought those were kind of cool as well. Yeah. Jumping ahead, the uh, Predator Dalek too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. You imagine how bad that would have been for anybody had yeah. they been able to place the doctor in that. <laughs> Ooh. Which kind of leads into that um into the Dalek story a little bit. That's what I think that's one of the biggest benefits of this story is being able to go back and kind of like um the third doctor book I read. You have the kind of you can pull for pull from the future. Yeah. Uh yeah. and and give references and hints, right? And that felt very much like an into the Dalek reference. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, with him being a good Dalek, which at the time he was writing this probably hadn't aired yet. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And so the Dalek blasts Finch. Did you know? Did you kind of figure out what happened right away? I, I sort of did because when she starts uh, the dialogue in her head, of she felt like. But she was. She obviously came on her own, but felt like something was missing. Well, and felt so, sad for no reason. Yeah, and, yeah. And so immediately, I thought, okay, they've got something that's basically erasing their their timelines whenever they destroy yeah. them with it. So. I, I thought it was a bit telegraphed a little bit too much early. Maybe I you was think just so? I, maybe I was just a bit more clued into the idea of oh, he erased them from time. Okay. Well, and, and then I, we went and explored the idea, and I was like, okay. And then the fact that we ended up going someplace with it, it wasn't just a kind of dropped line and then exploration and then done. I think that's why I don't think that's why I don't feel it was telegraphed. I think it was setting the groundwork for how terrible it was going to be when we find out about the big weapons. Yeah. And I have to agree with, uh, I think it was either Brittany or Chrissy that George Mann captured uh, the war doctor's voice. voice. Although I have to say once there are moments where it still feels like the War Doctor, but it's 
It's the war doctor being the doctor. You know, which is kind of neat to see. You say that because he's having there's moments where he's having so much fun yes. doing this. Yes, and you can tell he's having a lot of fun doing this. And quite honestly, if that felt a little bizarre to me when I read this because I knew how adamant the doctor was about that you know not taking that name anymore well, and In fact, go through he, part he, two they that's all they call him he yeah, doesn't try to fight it he never refers to himself as the doctor no. he never introduces himself as the doctor but they continue to call him the doctor because you know it's like prince we still called him prince when he was just a <laughs> six, symbol for like six years you know yeah so and i never said the artist formerly known as frank prince because i used to know the heck out of me um so yeah, but that almost bothered me a little bit because I kept thinking, but he was so adamant about I'm you know, not the doctor. Yeah, I'm not the doctor, and completely stripping himself of that name and persona, and and then but then having those moments where he was very doctor like, and I agree. And it wasn't until we watched Day of the Doctor this time that I actually I'm satisfied with that because did you notice well, when you we watched get, Day of the Doctor there were those moments where he would smile or he would have you know you could just see little glimpses well, of and, the, per, the Doctor persona even in uh, Day of the doctor yeah like especially like kind of once they get into uh the cell and try, trying to figure out the sonic right. stuff and from that point on it he feels more like the doctor right agree and yeah that's where a lot of this kind of pulls from i think so that actually retroactively fixed it, it my really feelings does. for this book <laughs> it just and then i didn't have any animosity and over that it just seemed a little out of place but then seeing the day of the doctor now it's fixed that as well oh yeah i've seen it again i've obviously seen it a few times <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Moldock stuff was fairly interesting. It, it was, was kind of a, a neat exploration of what the Daleks are doing at that time. It, it just kind of laying a lot of groundwork, and it, it, it was fascinating and it moved along. But for me, the story didn't truly pick up until we got to Gallifrey. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> and I loved, loved, loved. Probably my favorite bit of the entire book is the very first part of the first chapter of Part Two, Chapter Nine, where. Carlax is there, and they're freaking out because a target or something's coming in, and we know what's coming. <laughs> and they're just, are you? Gonna, we gotta go tell uh, Rassilon. No, we gotta wait. No, we gotta go tell him. And I'm not even say they. I'm not even sure they say they Rassilon. Just, they, they just say, say Lord, Lord President. President. Yeah. yeah, which we know who that who they're yeah. referring to at that point. But it made me wonder though, because when they when they say we've got to tell the Lord President, in the back of your mind going. Are they talking about Rassilon? Surely they're talking about Rassilon, but you're not quite sure. But, so I like the, how they do. He does that. He kind of makes it a little veiled. And there then part first. of you almost goes, "Wait, could it be Romano?" <laughs> I sort of what? thought that as well. That's kind of the only. Uh, I know. I don't know how he could have fit him in, but getting Romana and Canine in here would have just been a, even <laughs> such Lila. a treat. Yeah, even Lila, cool yeah. Too. Although we don't know how long the the war raged, we do yeah. know that Leela does have a, a limited lifespan. Although I do know she is in some of the Big Finish Gallifrey audios. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. She starts Gallifrey. Yeah. So. Yeah. So she's there through most of, some of that at least. Yeah. Um, but but then the fact that the it, a battered blue box with the word police box written all over it in bold white letters. Oh, Carlax said Carlax with a disgusted <laughs> shake of his head. It's him. <laughs> and the doctor, of course, parking the TARDIS right outside the binocular. Oh. I love that. Well, that. And that's very much kind of a t- callback to. Deadly assassin. Deadly assassin. Yeah, yeah. and and the, um, he just flies right in. <laughs> even invasion of time a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. The and doctor obviously has been able to uh, circumvent the protocols because not just anybody oh, yeah. can land a TARDIS outside he, the Benoptica. He knows how. Yeah. yeah. 
And then, in fact, I almost visualized him landing in the near or to that hallway that we see in the oh. invasion of time, uh, right outside of you know. There's that little like anteroom, and then there's the hallway, and then there's the panopticon. Oh, and yeah. I almost visualized Imagine him parking there. it right there in that same. It's close enough to it's called the whole exactly. thing panopticon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I just read that and just laughed the whole time <laughs> and just Ooh, I know what's coming. And I, there's a lot of. There's a lot of nuggets in this part of the book, um, more so than any other part, because it's laying a lot of groundwork, um, especially when the Doctor finally meets up with Rassilon, and, and then uh, the Doctor explaining who Rassilon is, the Cinder, and that he was an old Time Lord, and they pulled, they resurrected him, and he... Which I think is the first time, because I think that's been speculated in fandom. He never really a got a confirmation. A lot, of, a lot of people in fandom have said, well, obviously he was resurrected at the beginning of Time War. Because we never, you're right, we never get that explanation in the end of time. And even in the day of the Doctor, they just kind of, they just, well, the well, High Council is like doing their own thing. Yeah, and you know, and so they just even, they don't even, they don't even deal with that. And so I love the idea that this really kind of quantifies the idea of, uh, they did. They picked. They resurrected him. They even make mention that Rassilon sent the Doctor yeah. to find the Master. <laughs> Which you, you go into this. You don't know where in the time war this is. Right. Uh, we know it's raging, and that kind of helps plant a flagpole of okay. The, the Master's ran off, and he's gone. Gotten the fog watch, and he's Yanni or Yana at the end of the universe. Yeah, Yana, you're right. Uh, yeah, you're not alone. Yana, yeah, Yana, yeah. Yana. So we know, and, and just as this whole part progresses, you kind of get the flagpoles of, okay, we're at this point, oh, we're even further than I thought, oh, we're even further. Right. And then, and because even at the tier of Isha, um, getting going into the Omega Arsenal, and, well, there's only two, and they drop mention to the moment, and, no, we're not going to use that one, that'd be crazy. I love that. <laughs> And oh, we're that far into the time war that they've used everything. <laughs> well, they, they even they even alluding to it. No, you know that they're down to the last. You know, yeah, the, to the last of the stock of the weapons, and it really helps. Yeah, helps place. And I, you kind of know from the cover. Okay, this is an old war doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you yeah. kind of know, but uh, they might not have tried too hard to. They would. Yeah. They want. They want cover to catch right, the right, eye, well, so they might not try to do a young. But John what I, what I kind of like about that idea too is, it's almost like building a character backwards because you've oh, got yeah. him at the very furthest point in his regeneration or in his yeah in this generation uh, in Day of the Doctor, and so this being a step back, that almost gives you an opportunity to kind of tell his story in reverse, well, and, and kind of give it, us pieces moving back through his timeline. Jumping ahead a little bit, it also really gives us a good ramp up of to why No More is such a big yeah, deal oh, in Day of the Doctor because. I even want as much as I love it. Watching it the first time, no more. I'm no more. It seemed a little bit abrupt to me, and this really helps build to that yeah, idea even more. So, shall we move on to the death zone? Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I did not see that coming. I didn't at all. see it coming either. Man, but I'll even, tell you, even when the, the transmat happened, I was well, like, "What?" The cool thing is, is they describe them going into the one room with the table. And it being white and, and devoid of, a, of very many artifacts, with the exception of, they said, the harp. Well, and they well, said. Well, and then later he placed the harp yeah, to get well, to they just, open as the soon door as for Cinder. As soon as she notices, or he, yeah, she notices the harp in the room. Or I can't even remember if it was just part of the narrative describing the room. Yeah. And they say the harp. I immediately went to the five doctors and I said, 
this is that room where the council is sitting with Barusa and um, I can't remember her name and the other guy. Yeah. And so I immediately went, okay, this is that. This is that table. I could visualize this whole room. And when they were in there, and and then yeah, obviously he goes in there later to play the harp in order to go there <laughs> and takes the, the transmitter. Yeah. Well. This is this was exactly <laughs> that room. This was the room we were talking about. And I, yeah, I, the room that the uh, uh, Castellan had hid Cinder yeah, in. Yeah. That's that ante room. Yes. That uh, Barusa was going into, and he was and using the little chess, yes, little chess yeah. pieces, <laughs> looking at their little models of the different doctors. But that that the, was that room, the time scoop room. Yeah, the time scoop room. There yeah. You go. I thought that was so cool. I was like, "What a what a great callback to something!" Well, that, and, and great way of use, utilizing the mythology you know, yes, and have seen before, and in but a new way. A new reader or a new would have series, no idea. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't have. Well, they wouldn't get that nugget out of it. But it's so well described that you didn't. You don't have to know that. It's almost a bonus for the oh, classic fans. Yeah, absolutely. And I even all the stuff in the death zone I feel like is more of a bonus to the classic fans than anything else. I more, would agree except for so. it also is it, it helps. it's described because well, if, it, you it had, described, if you weren't yeah. familiar with the fifth doctor at all. He had to do that because yeah. you, if you hadn't seen the five doctors exactly. you would have no idea what he's describing. And I think he paints a picture really well. He do, he gives the same ex- explanation that um, the second doctor gives in the five doctors. Which, and we get the explanation to... like twice because he he gives it an exposition in, exactly. when the doctor shows up, and then we get it later for exactly. uh, Cinder. Exactly. So it, it 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 lets the reader know that's not familiar with any classic Who what's going on. It paints a wonderful picture, and again, yes, like you said, <laughs> it gives all of those bonus to the classic uh, reader who knows and is familiar with all this area, and just could visualize all of it in my oh, mind yeah. based on the five doctors, and then going into it. Even more, we we don't really get to go to the death zone. We got to go to Rassilon's tower and to his tomb. And not only that, who's there? Barusa. <laughs> that's. I kind of just put the book down at that point and was like, "Oh wow!" And that's when I said, I had to let it absorb a little bit. That's when I said at work that one day. I said, "Oh well, you remember I was talking about a special friend for enough showing up. Somebody else shows yeah. up. that's even bigger. That's who I was referring to at that point." Which I kind of wondered. Well, if we're going to the tower, are we going to get reference to Barusa being in the tomb and being captured? Which is what I sort of thought we would just get a mention, a, a, a name drop, right? Not a. No, we've turned no, him we've, into a probability engine. <laughs> we've plugged him into a bunch of wires. and I, I love the description, too, of oh. how his face was continuing to shift between all of his different uh, regenerations. And, and then later we get the kind of uh, explanation of a soft gold glow yeah, over him yeah. and the other Medicrisis. As, as though he's yeah. about to regenerate, regenerate but he which, can't because he's been which basically turned into this machine. Which does a little meld between, because I'm imagining classic Who... Effects going right, through the where phases. they just kind of dissolve into the next, yeah. you know, and doctor. then the new who regeneration effect added on top into it, so it kind of does a regeneration nice energy as the war doctor does bridges that gap yeah. even more. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, it's it's almost a bit morbid too because oh, I mean the last time we saw Barusa, he his 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 uh, mortal body disappeared and he became one of the stones in the the thing, which I thought was a bit odd that suddenly. Now he's he's a, a full-bodied being again, but he's plugged into the machines. But I think what fixes that for me is the idea that Rassilon was a, 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 a celestial being. Oh, you, know, yeah. you just saw his face kind of floating there, but they've resurrected him. So it, why couldn't Rassilon yeah. have done something similar with Barusa's body? And that would be widely different... Uh, 
generations are, are continuing to cycle on him because he's brought every aspect of Barusa back well, into some corporeal body. It wouldn't be corporeal. It would be an actual body. Well, yeah, that's corporeal. Corporeal. Okay, so yeah. an actual corporeal body and plugged him into a bunch of machines. Yeah. A bunch of well, wires. I, the, and they even give a good enough explanation of his meddling with him is why his face is moving exactly. so much. It's not just that they brought him back. It was that he experimented to create this device where he can... Yep. They did such a good job of describing seeing... He can see the time vortex and seeing every possibility. Yeah. And this feels something so much like Rassilon would do. Oh, agreed, agreed. I think the other thing that helps lend to that is when we're introduced later to the interstitials, as she she described them, and that they they sort of do the same thing. They were kind of the castaway experiments prior to... They were the beta testing. Yeah, basically what became Barusa, they were kind of the... The, the yeah the test subjects the beta testing yeah. on his uh, imp- imp- that was improbability engine it wasn't improbability engine yeah something yeah, along those lines oh possibility <laughs> engine possibility engine yeah probability possibility we're, we're yeah. mixing uh which really the title and kind of the idea is a bit uh, hitchhiker's guide. It is a little Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, <laughs> that's why right. we're going improbability because that's I a hadn't even thought of that, but you're right. Yeah, it was the improbability drive on yeah. the uh, ship. That's right. And I, I love the the Doctor fighting with um, Rassilon about it all, and that's it was kind of we were, he reverted back to kind of a the Doctor when he was exploring the Dardis ships or the Dalek ships I think right. and then even when he shows up on uh, Gallifrey but then once he starts fighting with everybody it felt more like the War Doctor to me yeah. again yeah. and um, with the Castellan I liked that the Castellan wasn't the bad guy yeah, yeah. yeah it was kind because of throughout classic history the Castellan's always this bad guy. And, it did, and the Castellan is a title, right? The Castellan is a title. Okay. You're exactly right. And it, was, it wasn't until we watched Day of the Doctor that I wondered if the one guy was Castellan, but he was actually, the, they kept calling him General. Yeah. So I, I was hoping that there, there was some sort of connection there as well. I was hoping, well, yeah, to see there, those there Time Lords was. in here somewhere, yeah, and exactly. they just unfortunately weren't. Uh, but yeah, the Castellan, and I, I love the idea that, that the... Uh, well, they bring up the Celestial Intervention Agency. Yeah. In fact, Rassilon yeah. instructs... Authorizes them. Yeah, yeah, he instructs... Uh, what was the guy's name? The Carlax. Carlax to... So slimy. ...utilize them, and 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 they were going to help him track down the well, doctor. And I almost thought down. Carlax was going to be the general after he regenerated. Oh, yeah. Since he turned African-American. Yeah, you're right. You're and, right. But obviously that didn't happen. Um, he did. They said he was, yeah, dark complexion. Yeah, yeah he was dark right. complexion. That's right. Which... Which is a nice another thing because there was some was it there was somebody else uh, that was was it who was it they they made mention to uh, somebody regeneration being a woman too I think it was part of Barusa was it or one of the inter, inter, whatever they were interstitials interstitials. In, interstitials yeah yeah okay one of those one of them was okay male, female that's what, that's what I'm thinking uh, of. dark skin light skin like there was the gamut and those okay I think. that's what I'm thinking of and that, which so. Is a nice little qualification that yes, I mean we've obviously got the solidified qualification that that time lords and time ladies can uh, switch genders, switch genders essentially. Yeah. Um, but that kind of uh, helped that as, along as well as that gave us a little uh, another nugget of solidifying that idea that you can switch genders, you can switch you know obviously race, appearance, race yeah. Uh, um, which I suppose with time lords you wouldn't necessarily call it race. Yeah, but, it wouldn't yeah. be. But for us, humans. but for us, yeah, in, in our perception. 
So that was pretty cool. Carlax um, is so slimy. Carlax is so slimy. And, uh, <laughs> part of me, and, and that, and this was another thing that felt very doctor-like, not very war doctor-like, was him taking him into the zero room while he was regenerating. Which I, I kind of thought, really, you're going to save this slimy jerk? Yeah. <laughs> you were about to throttle him for what he did to Cinder, and now you're going to save him? It went down to the whole idea of... The doctor still is a pacifist and compassionate, and but all, he, all of these things he's been in the past. Even he, though he's a warrior now and not the doctor, but it was also his plan. Yes, yeah. Which he left the zero room, it, on, room unlocked. It fixes so much of that. <laughs> Why did you do that? Okay, the pacifist. Yes, but, uh, if any incarnation would leave him, it'd be the war doctor. Be the war doctor. But the fact that he needed him as part of the plan later yeah. was sort of fit in. Yeah, yeah. It, it really helped tie things together. Um, and then just to leave him there after <laughs> at the end of the fact, well, on the Dalek ship. That's just it. I they it went this direction of I felt like maybe Carlex was going to actually be a good guy yeah, after the regeneration. Basically, yeah, after regeneration, this persona or personality that. was going to be the savior of it all. And I like the idea that it was more of a selfish act. It was, <laughs> you know, I got out of there and, and and she had the tracker still on her, so that's how he was able to get there and materialize around yeah. and then, But still to be in that slimy, you know, just really hateful ready to go to the end and, and do what he's ordered by Rassilon to you know kill the doctor. Well, he even drops a line about you can't necessarily blame it on regeneration sickness or whatever. Right, that right. It, it, it's not just the effects of the regeneration. That's just who this guy is. Right, right. Which so really helps the... That was cool. Which helps you also swallow the leaving him behind on the Dalek ship. Uh, I The cell stuff. When they're in the cell... <laughs> That and felt I, very War Doctor you know, to me. And thinking, then once they got out, it felt very normal Doctor. I kept thinking, check the door, make sure it's locked. <laughs> check the door, so did make I, sure actually. it's locked. Well, and I love the idea that the Time Lords are so arrogant that we make, they just make it primitive. A, a normal Tumblr lock. Yeah. That, nope, they can't break out of it there. Which is cool that the Doctor's like, you know, I can't do anything about it because it's a wooden door. It's a, it's, it's a Tumblr it's, lock. Tumblr it's, lock. It's, it's, there's no sonic capability. Right. Which, one so of the things I really like about... kind of working it out, thinking about what they could do, and Cinder's over there picking the lock. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the things I really liked about how George wrote the, the War Doctor and the Sonic, is he didn't make it a fix-all. Yep. He still stuck to the very scientific instrument. Yep. That the war doctor is chastising them yep. about today. Yep. The, the doctor, doctor, yet the doctor still has it. And yeah, there's, there's and a re- there and are reasons still for uses it. it. Yeah, yeah. And, but just he to use a better lack of a better term, he uses the sonic screwdriver properly. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas we don't necessarily in New Who. I agree. I would totally agree. But then they're running along the corridors, and it feels very. <laughs> Normal doctor. Oh yeah, very Once, classic doctor. Very fun yeah. of yes, running we're going and running. And then the the TARDIS graveyard. That was cool. What they call it? The under. Oh, what was it? Undercroft. Yes. Yeah, I dedicated, it was really cool dedicated to dead and dying TARDISes. And the descriptions and kind of it even kind of 
tied in future way to Trenzalore and the TARDIS being bigger. Yeah. The yeah. dimension slipping out. Right, right. That well, was, the, the one that was broke open and the inside was essentially spilling out. And yeah. she, she described it as, uh, I imagined almost an M.C. Escher painting where, uh, you know, all the dimensions the were coming out. was coming exactly, out. Exactly, yeah. but things were just kind of like out of out of sequence and out of whack and, <laughs> yeah. and just very ab- obscure. So, did you get kind of get did you, were you able to imagine a classic TARDIS console room, or did you imagine? Because I always kind of got the impression that when they stepped into it and it's Ten's console on Day of the Doctor, and then it does the weird glitch and kind of is Ten's console, but with the War Doctor's walls, Randall's. yeah, that it, it was a mix of the two, not just yes. the War Doctor's console. I would agree. Um, to be quite honest with you, I and, and I had a hard time not imagining that console room what, that we got. What helped me was the fact that she kept talking about the display like, and how when she looked up, it looked well, like that it was, was the very, stars. That was eighth, very Eighth Doctor. Yeah. And so I got the uh, my image of it almost was the Eighth Doctor's console and control room with that projection. You know, or it was it's not a projection, but that the, that that ceiling that, that that shows you know the outside or whatever. Uh, but I also imagine that if that went away, you would see the War Doctor's roundels from all around. From the, so I kind of melded the four okay. together. See, I remember yeah. hearing uh, there, there's references to coral. Oh, is there? Describing the TARDIS that. console room. Okay. So I kind of that's why I think that's why the Day of the Doctor one popped in my head more because it was a combination of I want the roundels there and the coral fix. Okay. So I didn't I didn't catch that when I read it. So yeah. Which kind of... Well, maybe does he say it to... I can't remember who he says it to. If he says it to the War Doctor or if he says it to Clara. When he's walking in and he said, yeah, he was kind of... Uh, oh, this was his grunge phase. His grunge phase, yeah. Yeah, that was that, 11 that, that, saying it that to, to me was, Clara. It was to Clara, okay. That, was that to me was more of a... Uh, uh, 9 and 10 yeah, comments. Right, and War so it, I can, that's what made me kind of wonder if that was... Uh, a flaw there between describing the war doctor's console in the book, but it wouldn't because she was saying he was saying that to Clara, not to the war doctor. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That that fixes. So uh, it could almost be a transitional thing where there were still the wall, the white walls, but the console and some of the pillars were coral instead of that's true girdered steel. Except that, for if you throw in, well, the girdered steel would. Be a callback to the eighth doctor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then yeah, that works. That works. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. At all. I, I mean, I, I think it kind of winds up being up to you on how yeah. you decide to But, but it. I think that's initially what I did was I imagined because of the idea that you could see the the projection. Yeah. Of, but Once that showed up, I was like, oh yeah, yeah that's I thought, totally eighth I doctor. Eighth doctor. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's what I I went to. Well, and the the description of the other TARDIS that they go on to, um, whatever general that had the tier of issues. Such a cool description and how different it is. Yeah, and because we, we've heard this word of uh, battle tardises, and we kind of got some really good descriptions of how they work. Pratheus is uh, yeah. war tardis. Yeah, yeah, right. and and the, the different consoles and how they are kind of intended to be flown by more than one person. Right, right, and and the fact that there was no console room essentially, it was you. We're standing on the space uh, around of you, yeah. Which was a really cool idea. Which I, I almost imagined a instead of a central co- uh, well, console, they, they I imagined three the, different kind of like a rail uh, I, around the outside like with the three Enterprise different stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Three different stations, um, 
what was his name? Parthe- Parthius standing up on the, on, in, like at the lead. Where, and then there uh, were the, two the, other. Where a captain's chair would yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. But he's just and then over there. here would be like Sulu and Chekhov. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or Data and uh, Jordy, if you prefer. Well, yeah. Either way. <laughs> or Data and Wesley. So, in the early on the days. season. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. Going back to the the opening battle uh, with the Doctor, and this comes from later when Cinder says, "You know, well, use use your use your, <laughs> use weapons. your guns." And he says, "I don't have, we don't have I any, love that he I doesn't have any guns. Battery rams. Everything. That's what I thought was cool. Was in the first battle, he they, they he really describes how he shot his tarts just basically <laughs> straight <laughs> up through one of the Dalek warships. I thought that was cool. Well, and that fits today of the Doctor too, because he flies through the wall and it cla- crashes right. into him. He, he uses the tarts like a battery yeah. ram and yeah that was so cool and then of course utilizing that later as well yeah that was, that was neat um and it was uh when he landed on Partheus ship do you remember when Partheus was concerned about the um he, he we haven't watched this yet so here's another callback to something that, that you haven't experienced but Partheus was worried about a, uh, I think he called it a time ram <gasps> Oh, that wasn't necessarily like a physical ram. No, that it wasn't. Was, I, I remember hearing about time that. Ram. Was an allusion to, or yeah, that was alluding to um, uh, what was the story with the master uh, where they go to Atlantis? Well, uh, we watched that one. Did we watch that? Yeah, because that's the one where the TARDIS is inside the TARDIS. Yeah, the TARDIS inside the TARDIS. Yeah, okay, so we did. Uh, the Time Monster. Time Monster, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. And I thought that was lands, a callback to that's that That's what one. it was. Okay, I couldn't remember that we had seen that before. Yeah, he lands the TARDIS inside. And, of course, in Time Monster, when they walk out, he realizes that his TARDIS is inside the Master's TARDIS. And the Master's TARDIS is in his side tar- inside his TARDIS. So, but they, he ta- they uh, talk to the fact that he has to get those calculations exactly right in order yeah. to do that because it will cause what's called a time ramp. Otherwise it would up, be. Right. Because uh, a time crash uh, yeah. yeah. He mentions the time ramp would cause a black hole large enough to destroy an entire universe. Belgium. The yeah. sides of Belgium. Besides your Belgium. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was, I liked that that was another callback to that. Well, and a callback and a call forward at the same time. Yeah, it would be a call because forward. for yeah. time crash. Yeah, linearly. Yeah. Um, what else? Gosh, the the uh, council of the uh, the Daleks. Uh, what did they call them? They called them oh, the, 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 Eternity, uh, the Eternity Circle. Circle. Yeah. that was pretty neat. That was neat. Okay, well, let's go back real quick in the novel. Um, back to the back to Mo- Moldocks. Moldocks. Well, I was going to go back to the Death Zone when we were oh, okay. running away from those monsters. Yeah, did you get a little bit of uh, actually Zagreus? <laughs> I, I got more of a. Um, I, I I almost expected them to jump on and start writing it, like uh, the Jabberwock. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, actually, uh, the Drashigs so popped on the, into my head oh. <laughs> from uh, Carnival Monsters. And I, so, I thought it seemed a little kind of weird and well, random at first. I thought that, and then I kept expecting a name drop. And it wasn't until the Doctor explained that Rassilon was no longer pulling uh, known creature or creatures from other. Places oh, it's in cre- here. And it was creatures, it was creatures that we, we were did native get a good explanation. Too. Yeah, wow. and they kind of had evolved on their own. And so he gives that explanation. So to me, sort of that was a new creature, Gallifrey and yeah. creature. But I yeah. hadn't thought about the uh, the Jabberwocky types. That's, that's beast. What, totally what I thought of. I forgot because it was even in an area like the Death Zone. That's almost a better a better visualization for me now as as what maybe they were similar to. Yeah, you say that. 
Yeah, my first thought was that they were dreshing. I was like, oh, it's it's those big puppet things. <laughs> yeah, from I think it's dreshing. What yeah, dreshing yeah. from uh, Carnival of Monsters. Yes, Carnival yeah. Monsters. And so that was my first impression of it. But then when they started describing the the, the arms and legs, that it was very more salad like large salamander like. Yeah. I thought, okay, well, this must be um, more um, of a and kind of T Rexy, but not quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe like a T Rex head on a more bipedal or not uh, quadpedal. Uh, yeah, I could see beast, that. You know? Yeah, although they were long, she described them as very, very long. Yeah. So. Uh, the wall paintings, I thought, were very that was neat. And, and it wasn't until we watched Day of the Doctor that, because when he, they described the Doctor, he says something to the effect of uh, a clear intent, yeah, a shock of gray hair and a dark leather jacket. So that, to me, is the War Doctor. Yeah. Okay. I really then, read that several times to make was sure. Was standing I mean. beside a blonde woman in rags, and I didn't catch the rags thing right away, and a tall red flower stood between them. And so my first thought was, okay, that's an allusion to Nine and Rose. And then I thought, no, the shock of gray hair would be the war doctor, but why would the war doctor be with Rose? And I just wrote it off. <laughs> and it wasn't until we were... In fact, did you see I tweeted? The moment button looks like a rose. Oh, yeah. Because I went, oh my gosh, this is that. <laughs> this is this is the moment and the doctor, and that's the moment, that's the, the interface and the button on top that he's going to push. At the end of, I'm like, that's what they're seeing. That's what they pre- they're not predicted. That's what they saw in time. In future, was, was yeah. The, the moment. I was I, I was there just was so blown away by watching the day of the doctor after this. <laughs> that's what they. He saw. did such a good job tying it <laughs> he in. He did, and I I could have I really could have liked the doctor spent all day just look, hearing about the descriptions of the well, wall. In another five, do- I, I actually copied this down because I want to remember. Trying this. to find the in another the five again. doctors formed a loose circle around a sixth larger doctor silhouette which was a call forward to something we see in the book later with the eternity circle and oh, the yeah. and the um, predator dalek yeah that's that's obviously what that is uh, a third showed a massive eye and a blue box which cinder realized was intended to represent the tardis in flight around the tantalus eye there were others too a thin figure with long curly hair <laughs> which had to be four. Oh yeah a lanky man in a blue suit which had Ten. to be ten a third with a bouffant white with bouffant white hair and a cape being chased by a silver <laughs> robot, which was clearly the third doctor. And then even one step further, I think the silver robot is the rest on warrior robot. That would from make the sense. Five doctors. Yeah. <laughs> because really he didn't encounter that many other silver robots. Yeah, he never exactly. enc- in, he on never, television he never encountered the Cybermen. Cybermen, exactly. So. The, well, he did in, in the five, five doctors, doctors. but the I time. think a silver robot being pursued by a silver robot to me was well, not, considering not we're the in, Cybermen. It in was the, the death zone aspect. too. Yeah. So, and then of course uh, the last one is the redheaded woman, which immediately I start going. Oh, this must be a reference to Donna. And then when he said <laughs> lying on the ground beside what appeared to be the TARDIS console, I thought, Uh-oh. guess that could be from Journey's End, where you know she gets zapped when the. Uh, or was it when he, they plunged the TARDIS into the disintegrator? Yeah. She's like she's lying on the floor, and she's lying there. And I almost kept thinking, hopefully that's a callback to that and not to predicting <laughs> what's going to happen to Cinder. As soon as I saw that, I thought, oh, nope. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of thought the same thing, too. And it also made sense to me because you because of where this book, where I was placing this book in my head as just preceding Day of the Doctor, Cinder's not around at this point. Yeah, so we don't know where she I is. I almost so. knew what was going to happen kind to Cinder. Of. I didn't think he was just going to drop her on some planet and say, 
you know, have fun. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Although there's hope. When... I hate to use the pun, but the writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall. Oh, that's good, Keith. The writing was on the wall. Uh, going into it, I kind of wondered if she would make it. But I love that the war doctor, she kind of had to pull the war doctor away from looking at all the paintings. She's like, come just on. kept going. I guess, yeah, I guess we can't really. Stick around here all day and look at all the paintings. <laughs> well, and she, she does that nice uh, warning that the doctor has done many times where you don't want to know too much about your own future. You can't know about too much of your own future. The 11th doctor talks about that when oh, Amy's reading the book. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, if you know too much about your own future, you can't change it. And so that kind of popped into my head as well. But it's Cinder now warning the doctor, you know, you, you don't want to know what, you know, is in store for you. So I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. That was all I wanted to bring up in that section. We sure talked a lot about it. The interstitials <laughs> were very cool. I like yeah. that. I like the fact that they show up and help uh, the doctor Cinder when they're trapped in the cave. And lead them off into the. Their, and then their little so many home. of them show up at <laughs> yeah, the end yeah. to that see was off cool. Bruce. That up. was cool. So yeah, the, they almost it almost imagined them as pallbearers carrying the big oh, thing yeah. that he was attached to. Yeah. That was neat. Because <laughs> he, he said we were going to get him to the TARDIS. And I thought, how are you going to? You have to how are so you two going to get him? Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe take him off the thing, but then they explain, no, we need him on it. So uh, <laughs> good thing the interstitials knew where they were going. <laughs> I'm not sure the Doctor and Syndic. Yeah, could have gone back to say. the TARDIS as easily. So the Eternity Circle. Thoughts? Created by the Emperor to research um, <laughs> uh, temporal weapons, which is in line it almost feels with like the Cult of Scar. Yeah. Because of the fact that they were also created by the Emperor to be uh, strategic thinking and not act like Daleks and actually ha- you know, have... To be creative, be creative. Use their feelings to to. So it, it it was it was almost a a nice little. You had this group of Daleks doing something. You had this group. It's, it's very strategic. It's oh It's very yeah. strategic of the Emperor to realize our weakness is our what we strive to be, which is absence of feeling. You know, eliminate everything. Yeah. But the the, we the Emperor to... realizing that because of our enemy, we have to think more like our enemy. And so, enabled to to create these different pockets of, of Daleks, these different factions of Daleks, was really kind of a clever idea. And this yeah. was another one of those. The Eternity Circle, you know, they were basically expounding the ones that, on the idea, yeah, to, of coming up with the the temporal research in order to figure out how to use time in yeah. this time war. I thought that was cool because <laughs> if you got to think like the Time Lords, I mean, what's their, oh, yeah. their greatest weapon is their time? Greatest, yeah, you so got to use it. Got to use it against them. One, we hear about the time war, and just saying the word time war, you imagine time as a huge factor of that. And that's one of the things I like about this, is it's still a small snippet, but it explores the time aspect of it, unlike we've had before. Yeah. Like, we did a little bit in uh, End of Time, yep. but not to this extent. And yes. this, and, and really, more than anything, explores, because we never get a good idea what the Tear of Isha would do, right. other than collapse the black, uh, the... Eye, the the tem- the uh, the temporal eye, or well, it would it would it would it would it would destroy the eye of uh, the Tantus eye in yeah. the in the Tantus spiral, which was leaking the time radiation, which, which the, yeah. the Daleks were but using. We, to... we didn't really get a good idea of how it was going right, to right. do we that. Knew, it, we kind knew. of a, you kind of can 
we knew it was going to destroy millions of uh, well, billions yeah, of, of just the gravitational people. shift alone. Yeah. When, um, but the idea that the Time Lords weren't the only ones doing this, the Daleks were exploring oh, these things too. Themselves. Were well, and the, more than just traveling in time, even down to the fact that the Daleks were popping weapon. in and out of the vortex in that first battle. Oh too. yeah, and, well, and, and the stealth and then, Daleks yeah, later. The stealth Daleks so later, cool. when they just show up and there's this huge armada of them. That, that was that was neat, and then and then and that's where that's almost that's almost a, I, I'm always, I'm always liking the Daleks when they have come up with different ways when they don't stay within their own mo. It's not just oh, yeah, that you know it. wiping out a planet, coming in, swarming they, that locust mentality of just taking over, wiping out, and moving on. When they have to think outside the box and they have to come up with different plans and clever ideas, I've always liked those stories. I like all dogs, sir. So that's fair, but, but I like <laughs> when they honest. I like when they think outside the box. I think it's you refreshing. And Sean, I think you and Sean gravitate to those Dalek stories more because they don't use that same mo. Yeah, and so this being another aspect of that, I thought was really. Cool. Really good way to use Daleks in the story, and the Predator Dalek idea. Dude, just, man. just the idea that they had this thing on so standby, waiting that. for for the Doctor. For that the was doctor. its purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, how do you get out of this? Which, and it's so cool that, um, well, they call him the Predator in this, and, yeah. and Dalek Killer, the Great Scourge, the Living Death, and the Executioner. I was kind of waiting for an oncoming storm. Yeah, I was hoping they would <laughs> drop some more of those. But uh, in television, we've gotten them call call him the predator. Was it was it into the Dalek or was it uh, something asylum. else? Asylum, yeah, yeah. Asylum. the predator. Yeah, he, so. They they rattle, rattle off a whole bunch of names in the predator. Yeah. Was one of so that was a really cool time. Yeah. And I was a, <laughs> when they showed up and they were just kind of like <laughs> he was blindsided by that whole idea. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh no, yeah, because uh, so much the, for planning. When the doctors uh, in I, I said it, I said it on the Gallifrey panel two years ago. Is I'm never afraid of the Daleks until the doctors afraid of the Daleks. Yeah, and then I'm afraid of the Daleks. Yeah. And this is one of those situations when he's caught so off guard, <laughs> and it looks very dismal. And I, I, I really got to that moment in the book of. Okay, George, man, how are you going to get us out of this one? And then when you hear the groan, <laughs> I thought, oh, that's awesome. And then it also gives that speech from the moments, from the the doctor, even more you meaning. Know, when you hear it, that TARDIS, it, it gives you hope. The TARDIS, it gives you hope. <laughs> even you. That was so cool. It gives people hope. And then she said, even, even you. you. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that he was kind of able to mirror that yeah. again in this, that at the end cool. of the story that of cool. everything. And... Uh, using the fact that Cinder unfortunately had to die uh, was telegraphed, but I was kind of hoping they would find a way around it. I thought so too. Because I had grown to like her so much. In fact, when he's considering asking Barusa to utilize his control over the vortex to To pluck her her. out and save her, and I kept thinking... I kept rooting for that idea. I kept thinking, yeah, that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. And when he starts to talk himself out of that, I can't, knowing yeah. that I can't do that, then I did the same thing and went, yeah, you're right. You can't do that. <laughs> that wouldn't be fair. It's, <laughs> Although the way he described what Barusa was doing, which little RTD of an ending for me. A little bit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're just going to fly him in and he's going to do a fancy little thing. It's all going to be over. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought to myself, well, if he's wiping the Daleks from this sector... If he could have done it in a way that 
where they never arrived I at the sector. The I, that's same where I thought thing. they were going. I and thought, I thought the same well, thing. And I she's going to have her family. Everything's going to be okay. Well, that's how they're going to let her live. And I sort of wondered if perhaps, because there is that moment where she closes her eyes, when she opens them again... She's a little girl. Her mother was With in the her kitchen, and, yeah. and, and that could have been that could have been perceived as two things. That could have been perceived as a an afterlife moment for her mm-hmm. that she rejoined her family in death, or that could be what you're talking about in the it fact that he rewrote the at that. right. He rewrote the 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 uh, time there so that yeah they did not enter the sector. My other thought, and so but but, but unfortunately they did because he goes when he goes to explore the planet. He talks about how there's this war that ravaged, and they're not quite sure. Oh, that's who right. They, they don't were remember. Fighting. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Well, so they, they, they knew they were fighting this great war, but they couldn't remember who it was. But against. that also goes back to the idea of so Finch, the Davidges, and that Finch was there, and everything really happened. But when he's gone, they don't remember it. She yet yeah, she so, yeah. she knows she said she doesn't remember it. So that still so, yeah. could be the same thing that they fought a war, but they don't remember the war. I think that's exactly. So, what it so is. I think it it's may a matter have been of rewitten to the point where they never showed up, but they do. They did have show that up. emotion of yeah. Them oh, being I, gone. I think where it comes down to is I thought they were going in that direction, and yeah. he didn't. And I was, I ended up being okay with yeah, that. Yeah. That he didn't. But I think it comes down to the fact of he just turned the weapon against the Daleks and zapped them all from existence in this sector. So the damage they had wrought, everyone who they had killed, is still dead. Okay, okay, that it's makes just sense. That like, makes sense. Uh, what's his face? And Finch is still Finch, gone. Finch is still gone, yeah. and everything he did still happened, but they just don't remember him. Right, okay, that makes sense. Because his cot was still there. Yeah, that makes so, sense. You're yeah, right. I think that, that's how it the is. The physical evidence was and still there. And that makes more sense thinking about it. It does, it does. But I kind of wish it would have reverted the entire sector back to before the yeah. dogs ever showed up, just so we could have Cinder alive and well again. Although that certainly would make it even more of a Big Bang reset. Which yeah, I don't that's think true. it should have done. So. But at least in this story, it would have made a bit more, been more sense. Well, it, was, it would have been localized. It would yeah. have been as, It would have been the entire yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and better explanation of how it would have happened here. Other than we remembered. That's true. Yeah. Eh, I, I, but, You're right. It but, could have been better the other way, but... I'm torn on it because and, and, and the, the way you just have... the way you just explained it was the way that I came away from it. Yeah, I, 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 when you started bringing up the ideas, is what I'm. St- I was trying to talk my way into yeah, okay, no, that's, yeah, that's really what happened. Yeah, no, no, you're right. But it's, and it yeah. couldn't have happened happen happen the other way, unfortunately, because we needed that broken war doctrine. At the yes. end of this, I yes. love that the last two words of the book are no more. Yes, oh, and that he's going off to start the day of the doctor from here on out, and we needed that great tragedy for him to decide. No more. Exactly. And he had such great growth throughout the entire thing of I don't want I don't want a companion and he had great reasonings of why he didn't want to take her on and he felt so much for the war doctor. And he had such growth and to have that tragedy makes him the tragic figure we know to when we start to be. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, it's necessary, right. however bittersweet it is. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um I love the discussion with the Eternity Circle and how it hit qualifies the speculation in fandom that some say that the Genesis that the, the, the Doctor the, oh, the, the, oh. the Time Lord sending the Doctor to co- commit genocide against the Daleks they, was the first volley of the Time Lord. And that's what they, they always they say. That. No, they yeah. pretty much do. Well, I, I mean, they, they, they don't say it in the way that, that I that just we, did. Yeah, they, but you know, they, they all but say that's what it was. Was That was the first 
uh, battle, or that was the first. That's what tipped off the time war between yeah, the Daleks. That, that's and what the, started it. Started it. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> this book does so much uh, solidifying of what fans have theorized and posturized and put forward as ideas of what the future or what the time war was like in such a small snippet that we don't get the whole thing it also kind of fixes the remembrance of the Daleks where he sends the Omega the hand of Omega to destroy Scarrow because he mentions that when he did get around to finally attempting the genocide it didn't work oh that yeah was, that would have been remembrance when yeah, he sent good the, point. I forgot he sent about the that hand part. of Omega to destroy their son and, and basically wipe out Scarrow in the in the uh, yeah, meantime, right. because he sent it back through time to that point, that was almost him trying to fix what he had messed up the first time, or, <laughs> or didn't or couldn't do the first time. It was him doing that again, but he clearly says it didn't work. Yeah. So they, that kind of fixes that as well. Well, and there was some great exploration of that Genesis idea in this book throughout it. Oh, of, sure. Uh, there's no right to do genocide, no matter who it's to. I like the the at the beginning of Moldocks where they're exploring the Dalek uh, ship with the experiments in it, and they come across the room where they've been using humans, which another thing <laughs> that we call back to the the the, the uh, call uh, in forward fact, to really uh, yeah call forward to <laughs> well even back because uh, it was it in uh, this was Revelation of the Daleks where they were using the dead. Oh, people yeah. on that uh, yeah, funeral planet, they were turning those into Daleks yeah. as well because Davros was trying to create a second Dalek army. And so that was another callback to that is the the fact that they've done this before and they're doing it again and they will do it again in the future. So yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, what else, what else, what else, what else? Time to- torpedoes are mentioned again. Uh, oh, never, yeah, that never was a nice. Yeah. You remember they used the time for torpedo yeah. to freeze the TARDIS so they couldn't go anywhere? Well, and I love that he figured out he doesn't, that he can, <coughs> he figured out a way around it. Yeah. He was only really, he wasn't really stuck in the time <laughs> right. torpedo. He, he was, was fine. Fool me once. Uh, he even says, like, pretty much that. The doctor parking the uh, TARDIS in temporal orbit, which was a callback to the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 There's uh, just so, so many, many little, nuggets. little nuggets in here. Uh,. Uh, we talked about the moment being well, the uh, weapons kept in the Omega Arsenal, which I don't... Did they say Omega Arsenal? In yeah, the, they did. Oh, they did, because that's yeah. where they go, and the moment's gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's already gotten it. Okay, that's right. I, I Even the, 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 the little bits where the doctor's uh, talking about the TARDIS and how he thought she it wanted to go on an adventure... When he stole yeah, her. that was cool. And, and we find out and that, that's yeah, the, that's, that's what such happened. a call forward. That yeah, is what happened. He gives the TARDIS such great characterization in this, than, and without making her humanoid at all. It's just such a yeah, good job. Yeah. Um, and then of course the Dalek, the the, Dalek, the Doctor locking Carlax in the zero room was called back to Crestovalo now, which. Interestingly enough, and we'll be able to talk a bit, a little bit more about this when we finally quit doing this podcast, obviously, because that's slated for the last <laughs> show. But um, when we get there, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, if Sean was here, he'd be telling me, shut up. But I'm going to, it's interesting because the Zero Room actually in Castrovalva is dismantled and put back together and becomes a Zero Coffin, essentially, because Tegan, while the Doctor is, um, uh, uh, regenerating. Well, he's already regenerated, but he's um, resting, or he's being recuper- he's recuperating, recuperating from the regeneration. Uh, they actually have to carry him 
target, in the zero room, this little coffin they've created from the zero room in order to, uh, so he can continue to be inside of it, which is interesting because suddenly the zero room is there again. But we've also talked about also how the rooms swimming kind pools of, yeah, come and go. They and, regenerate yeah. themselves or they create, they, they recreate themselves as they needed. show up. So, yeah. yeah. Whenever the story needs it. So it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was anything else. Um, I think those were the main points I wanted to bring up. Even the TARDIS wiki says temporal weapon Daleks are similar to special weapons Daleks. Ah, there you go. Okay, good. And what else did I write down here? Let's see if there was anything else I missed. Predator Dalek we talked about. Just the, the, the tier of Isha being such a center point to this I thought was cool yeah we, and we haven't had reference to that before right? no this uh, is the first no, time this was the first that I recall now there may have been but I don't believe there was well that's it that's all I had we touched I, on everything I, think I, t- I wrote I down a couple more characters that we didn't talk about um Preda who was the commander in the that first battle oh yeah um and then there was that well, she strange died much little... Right away, he did, so. he did. Or she did. It was, she, a, it was yeah. a girl, yeah. And then um, uh, that weird little... It wasn't weird, but I thought they were going to go more with it. They talked about Jocelyn Harris, and she was the governor of Moldocks, Moldocks who had allowed the Daleks oh, to yeah. essentially... And then she shows up and they kill her. Yeah, and, and I thought... Or well, erase her, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I, I thought, how... I mean. They, they held her for so long until they you know no longer needed her and then they just got rid of her and I thought it was kind of this weird little it was more for backstory building to explain why the Daleks were on Maldocks what had happened yeah. sort of to give Maldocks a bit of a backstory but it seemed like just kind of a dropped in there quickly done well, and then dispatched of there, there, was, there was kind of a lot of stuff in this book that I felt that way did you? Uh, that, that, one that, that being one of them uh, the CIA stuff Go go get the CIA and go after him and go well, kill him. They show up and then they all die. That made it's kind just of, kind of a that made no, kind of no, sense no. to me in just in the, the to get Carlax uh, where we needed him for later in the book. Yes, but I think also by name dropping the CIA, I think that was more of a fanboy well, drop. I, I, think, I guess I felt I guess, that was more of a oh, and you're going to use the CIA. Hint, hint, hey, I'm making another <laughs> callback. Is what I got out. of I that guess book. I just thought maybe from big finish. Uh, that that idea and that storyline was going to get dragged out longer into the book. I kind of like that was going to be mo- predominantly the third act of I them tr- outrunning CIA the whole time. I agree with you, but and then the first chapter by, they're gone. By, but by the first chapter they're gone. Doing that, it didn't felt as much like a. It didn't stick out to me as much because then I kind of went, oh well, that was just. A it just felt you know, just one of those little <laughs> nuggets that go and then they're gone. Yeah, and then we move exactly. on to the next exactly. thing. Yeah. yeah. So in that same vein, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That is the same. That's, that's what I meant. Not in a bad way. Just right, a, right. oh, okay. Uh, that didn't go where I expected. Good. I'm going to be surprised now. I wrote down Gravis. Who was he? Gravis. Oh, he was on the council. He was the one that suggested the tier. Yeah, he was the one. Okay. That He's yeah. the one that told Rassilon we could use that. He's the one that came up with that idea. So that's oh, what he's the one from End of Time. The older guy with the beard. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah, that's right. Okay. Played by Roger Bailey. Nice. Okay, cool. I kind of wondered when they talked about the woman, if we were going to get some confirmation of who that was, yeah. if that was the the woman. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, the gauntlet. I forgot. I oh, yes. The gauntlet. And in fact, the doctor explained what the gauntlet does because we see Rassilon use it in End of Time. Yeah. And we see the person disappear. But I don't think it's ever expounded upon what happens to that person. No, And I is, like that, that the doctor explains the it. Same it's the thing. same thing that the Daleks are using in this temporal canon. It uses the same technology. Which almost kind of solidifies well, the, our discussion earlier when we were talking about how the Daleks were trying to think like the Time Lords and use yeah. their weapons against them. This really kind of, that really kind of drives that home as well because Rasslon obviously already had something. Yeah, he was I using had, it. I had sort of hoped they would also build on the speculation of that that's also the uh, Resurrection Gauntlet. Oh, that, that they, would have been they, neat. And, uh, because that, he's wearing it all the time. Oh, so yeah. I had hoped that they would explain that That's the reason why, why he wears That's it how. is because yeah. it's the only way he can keep his corporal body. <laughs> that would have been really cool. That would have been cool. I, I think he did a really good job capturing Timothy Dalton. Yeah. I pictured him the entire time. I did too. <laughs> and even down to the spittle comments. <laughs> he did. In fact, Cinder notices that. Yeah, with a little spittle. bit of <laughs> It's just those little nuggets that... Just you really can tell he watched End of Time before he wrote this. Oh, yeah. You can just tell. He was like, okay. I'm sure he poured over all of it. Um, I want George Mann to write more uh, Funny thing novels. is, when I pictured Rassilon, I pictured Timothy Dalton. But I pictured a younger Timothy Dalton. But I, think that was younger? Be- I think that was before I was able to, the, the story was able to place itself in the timeline. I think early on, I don't. I was. I was like you. I was a little unsure of where oh, this yeah, fit in, know. and so I kept picturing Timothy Dalton. But I kept t- t- picturing James Bond era <laughs> Timothy Dalton, so that he was younger. Oh, but yeah. I think towards the end, I started picturing. You know, by the time we kind of figure Timothy out Dalton. where yeah. it's at, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, as soon as they walked, they talked about the tear and it being the last one. I knew I'm no longer worried about where it was. In the time I think that's more. about the time yeah. that I realized. Okay, this is the same Rassilon we're seeing in End of Time. Ooh. George Mann has written an 11th Doctor story. Uh, there was something else that I saw that I was like, I wanted to bring up that I'd seen he'd written. Oh, no, it's not. It was something else. He wrote Sorry. a companion chronicle it was audio. Matthew, Matthew Jenkins wrote uh, something that I was thinking. Uh. <laughs> that's 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 totally um, <laughs> out of the blue for the listeners, but uh, Matthew Jacobs was at uh, Galley this weekend, and Sean had been talking about him. And if you don't know who Matthew Matthew Jacobs is, he wrote uh, the movie Doctor Who the movie. He's the one that wrote the script for the movie. So sorry about that. <laughs> I just I was thinking of him earlier when Sean was making some comments on Twitter, and it I it made me go to something else, and I realized that he had also written uh, The Emperor's New Groove. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, know that until I looked huh. it up. So that's neither here nor there, though. Huh. Well, anything else about the engines of I war? I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much the best elements of this book. Um, overall, a great story. Um, I really, really long for more War Doctor stories now. And, I and do, like and I, I say, don't. I, I, like because I, say, I, though, I don't want. But I like more. I'd like to see them build backwards. I'd like to see them fill that gap between Night of the Doctor and Engines of War and give us I don't think they should be as I guess it's not a true time war it can be War Doctor's adventures well and and fortunately I think what we're going to get with the stories that they're writing for Seasons of the Doctor or Seasons of War in that uh, charity uh, special that it's accompanying that five minute film there are also some stories that are unofficial stories that are being written about the time time wars about the War Doctor's era 
that I think can explore a little bit more of the character. And I'm with you. I don't think I want to see more big picture time war stuff as I think Engines of War does. I want to see little, not not adventures. I want to see skirmishes, skirmishes that yeah. involve the War Doctor and give us just a little more breadth of character, not necessarily breadth of the war the character of the war yeah don't, don't show us the war show yeah. us the skirmishes show us the skirmishes show, use the skirmishes as backdrops well and the, the impression you get from this is well Rassilon sends the doctor on a mission to see to find the master and that's that the, would be fun and that's that the last you that look they hasn't oh. Rassilon hasn't seen the doctor in between then you so it's not like cool? he's on Gallifrey a lot during this whole fighting you want to know what's cool they go clear to the end of time to dispatch of the tear of Isha. Oh yeah, he was that close to the master. <laughs> I didn't even think he of that. He was that close <laughs> to the master. I didn't. Even, wow, <laughs> so that didn't occur to me until I, I, it was actually. I think after I was done, that occurred to me. I was like, Yana would have been there <laughs> as well. Just another trying to save the last of humanity. Yeah, I just I was like, oh, he was and that, that close. That, that builds to the why the had to escape too. Because the sun was going out. That's this, right. Maybe it was, it was because of the tear of the tear. <laughs> that makes so that story cool. even cooler now. That means the doctor was responsible for the setup, though, oh. of uh, the uh, Toclafane. Ooh. Indirectly, well, he's the uh, cause. Indirectly, yeah. Well, we the it's still the master. Yeah, it was the master that that did it, but he he. May have perpetuated the events in order to cause the master to go that direction. Interesting. So, well, there you go. But I do get the impression from the book that he hasn't spent a lot of time on Gallifrey during the war. He's been off doing other stuff. Yeah, that's what I got, too. We could explore his stories without exploring the time war. Yes, yes. I mean, it's it's, a fine line to walk. It's going to be there. It's clearly going to be a backdrop, but it's going. I'd like to see more exploration exploration of the character itself. Yeah, Yeah. kind of like from what I understand, it gets given the impression that some of the Eighth Doctor stuff, like audio wise, the Time War is kind of going on in the background. I've gotten the impression. I don't know if that's true. I but the way Sean has talked has made it sound like sort of it's where they go with Dark Eyes as well. I yeah, think that kind of leading up to I've I've heard Dark and, Eyes um, described as the prelude to the to the Time War okay. to the Time War. Yeah, if that makes sense. So, so I mean, you could even do some Eighth Doctor stories with the Time War going on in the background and him having to deal with clearly other it stuff is going because on. when he meets Cass on yeah. the on the ship, it's the Time War has already raging. been aging. That was another thing that I liked about this. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, this. Also explored the idea that the time li- that the timeline for the time war was not a finite um, A to B because he, they talked it about um, it the war raging over different sectors of time. They yeah. didn't say just different sectors in real space. They talked about in, within different sectors of time. And so I liked that idea that maybe the the, the Daleks who by at this time obviously had time travel because we've seen that in the classic yeah. new series as well that they had already had some concept or grasp of time travel that i wonder if they were also utilizing that against the time lords by bouncing into different sectors of time as part of their battles so it almost felt like it really was a time war yeah it was raging all across time and not just necessarily in one yeah he did a really good job explaining how that worked that was neat 
Do you have a schedule in front of you? I do have a oh, schedule good. in front of me. Well, Keith, what's <laughs> coming up on the schedule? Up on the schedule on Friday Night Who, the February the 20th, is Boomtown. And then, uh, Traveling the Vortex, episode 217, Sean and Mel, and we'll have reports from Gallifrey 1, uh, and probably a few surprises. Uh, the I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the following Friday Night Who, the February 27th, starts off the first three episodes of The Ice Warriors. So I'm if you excited. haven't picked that up, go and find a copy of that. I'm excited and saddened because I've watched the animation. Because oh, <laughs> you're not impressed by the animation. I'm not impressed by the animation. But. More Patrick Troughton is good stuff. I agree. No I matter agree. what. That's why I'm excited. And Even it's if it's Warriors, retcons. And it's Ice Warriors. I like Ice Warriors. Uh, and then... At the end of February, if you haven't found it yet, go try to track down a copy of Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. Uh, I did look; it is available for two ninety nine on Amazon Amazon to stream, so it's a good affordable price. I think I found it's also available on DVD. I think I found a used copy here in town. Oh, nice! If it's not here, it's in Salon, and I can have it sent here. I think it's in Trade Post. Yeah, I think I looked at it I too, and not, I didn't see it in town. I have not checked it on at Vintage to see if they've had a Vintage stock. Sean would. We'll have to ask Sean next yeah. week because I know the library doesn't have it. I already looked. Does not have it. Okay. And then uh, the first Friday Night Who of March, uh, the sixth is the final three parts of the Ice Warriors, parts four through six, and then we discuss the Ice Warriors and Big Finish Audio Number Eight, Red Dawn. Very good. And then Planet Comic Con's ahead, so fun stuff on the horizon. Hopefully, some dueling names. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, we might. Oh, should we? Uh, we can leave the sound of drums the last of time lords for that Friday night. Who, even though Barrowman is not going to be there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I had, and I had thought of that on Monday when I saw it canceled, but. Oh, well, it's too late. The schedule's already up there. <laughs> well, it hasn't stopped us from before for changing. I'll leave as it long, up to... As long as we give enough heads up, I think we're safe. I'll leave it but up to Sean. We're going to say, in this show, that's the plan. Next week, we may have changed that. Well, there is three <laughs> weeks of uh, Friday Night Who before that. So. I almost sort of think we should do something Amy-related. That's what I'm thinking. Both Amy-related. Yeah. So we could either do 11th Hour yeah, or Pandora Opens Big Bangs. Yeah. We usually try to do something that we haven't done for Friday Night Who, but I'm pretty sure we've done all of those. I think Friday so, too. So, it might be no, a, that's okay. It might be the a... The likelihood uh, of the three of Friday us joining Night in Who, for that one yeah. is Friday Night Who rerun. Yeah. Well, we've done Day of the Doctor before, so... Well, we've done the movie as well. <laughs> Many a times. A couple of times, yeah. A few times. we got to go with what fits best, not what we haven't done. That's right. And don't forget, you can support us on uh, Patreon. Uh, we want to thank all of our Patreon subscribers and donators and uh, everybody that's helped us out that way. And anybody that hasn't, the option is still out there. And uh, everything that you contribute to Patreon goes right back into support this podcast. Uh, we also have our Amazon store, so be sure to check that out. We also have our Spreadshirt site, and you can get some um, uh Traveling the Vortex uh, swag. That would be swag because it's not free. Uh, uh, merch. Merch. There you go. Uh, which I need to get my short, shirt yeah, ready for Planet Comic Con. All right. Well, if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Keith. Cheers. Be seeing you. It's weird to do that without Sean. It really is. I almost said I'm Sean just, out of, just to hear it. <laughs> just to hear it. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. 
Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.